In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Guys, it's Ryan at the beginning of the show. I'm doing this at the very end of the night, but I just want to warn you guys, this is very long. This is super, super sized. And we also have a part two going over the reunion trailer and more that I still have to record. But this is long, so just buckle in. I know it's long. I hope that's a good thing. I hope you guys dig this. Okay, here we go. Folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Friday episode. And if it's your Friday episode, what does that mean? Say it with me. I've gone completely insane and I've lost my mind because we're covering Vanderpump Rules Season 10, Episode 14 today. This is going to be a two-parter as we've started doing on Fridays. The first part is going to be the full line-by-line recap. Um, uh, and then the second part is going to be, we, we, got, we got a big one today. We got the, uh, trailer for the, uh, the reunion poo poo head, Tom Sandoval's a poo poo head. He's a poo poo head. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the second part is going to cover that. We might cover a couple of clips finally from the moment I did, uh, the digital moment I did. I've talked about this so much, but a lot of you guys saw it. But if you didn't, Ariana and Tom came on the day after the premiere of season 10. And I have not watched that footage because I've been too scared to watch because I literally dressed up like Tom Sandoval and licked his balls because I thought he was truly an amazing man at that point. How much 
tables tables can turn like that folks just remember if you're down one day you can be up the next if you're up one day you can be really low to the ground the next time uh we'll probably cover a little bit of tom's uh triumphant shows listen i i've gotten a lot of dms from you guys saying you're, you're you've been to the shows you've sent me footage uh i have a friend lucy i think that's going tonight to the show and by the way you guys got to bring pins and batteries to the shows from here on out so tom has peanut he loves to be provided pins. Come on, dude. Ariana didn't even provide pins and batteries, dude. You think I'm going to be in this relationship, dude? Pins and batteries, dude. That's all I ask, man. So everybody, if you're going to see Tom, make sure you bring him a lot of pins and batteries. I'm not, you know, just leave them as an offering. It's fine. But we're, we'll cover all those news stories. And there is a lot of news. And, and, and by the way, greatest thing happened well, yesterday I knew uh, somebody from Bravo had contacted me and Kiki Monique, uh, the talk of shame, that we were going to go on the live because they had a big surprise, which turned out to be the reunion trailer. So I knew about this yesterday and I had to keep my big mouth shut, which is, you know, how hard it is for somebody like me to keep my big yapper shut. And then I got it. And then DJ James Kennedy came on while he was working out. And so it was the four of us. You can see pictures on my Instagram, but it was truly I was like. I was like, oh, my God, this is I was like, guys, night, guys, my poo poo head. You know, I love when DJ James Kennedy is he's kind of like he's shy. He's like, yeah, I'm walking at the gym. You know, I'm scared people are going to watch the reunion trailer. You know, it was actually uh, very cute. But I was so thrilled to be able to do that. And well, you know what? I'll talk more about that in the second part. Um, so this is going to be the full recap. We got I got a long night ahead of me, you guys. And you got a long how whenever you're consuming this is it, these two parts long. So just hang in with me. And you guys, you have gone on this journey with me this whole season. And I know we've increased in the numbers and stuff like that. So all of the new people here, thank you so much for being here. It is not lost on me how um, how lucky I am to be able to get to do this. I always say that, but I'm never not going to say that. Or when I stop saying that, really, truly worry about me. But guys, I... Hey, I don't, I don't take this lightly. I know this is silly. We're talking about silly reality shows, but it's so much more than that to me. And I think to you guys as well. And that's why you're here. I do want to make that uh, clarification statement right at the top. And I feel like sometimes people just kind of like half listen, but remember, you might not agree with me. Okay. We're, we'll still be friends, even though I'm probably right. But it's okay, okay? You might not agree with everything that I say, the interpretation I have, and you might find some of my imitations um, cruel or sophomoric or whatever, and that's fine too. Just remember, uh, this is done to try to make myself laugh, to try maybe to even make you guys laugh, and it's just how I see things. I have been a fan of this show for years on top of years on top of years, even before I even thought about podcasting about it. So that's where we're at. But remember, you know, there is so much involved and even, you know, we don't know the full story. And I think that's what's so amazing about this is we're still getting pieces of information and there, there's so much, you know, that's what's so uh, insane right now is that I, I, I feel like I'm going to forget 800 things because there's so much information coming out every day. And then we have the totality of this entire season that you have to add on to all of this every day. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, shout out to you guys. If you'll see, there's a blurry background because my parents, the little tiny office that used to be the, the kids, my niece and nephew, their little playroom. Um, and it's a very tiny house. So my mom and dad are out there. They're watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. I see, listen, I'm in here with you guys. You think I want to be talking about Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz and how they have failed upwards? No, I want to be out there 
you know, actually I do want to be in here, but uh, I'm, I'm, I, I just warned my parents. I'm like, listen, I'm going to, I can't be quiet. I'm going to be screaming. My mom has to go to bed, I think in like 30 minutes and she's like fine with it. She's going to take extra pain medication tonight. So we're going to go nuts, folks. We're going to go crazy tonight. And I hope you enjoy this. Okay. Lastly, if you do enjoy this, or even if you don't enjoy it and you just feel like I'm down on my luck, consider giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can do both. Um, remember, this is, uh, uh, you know, I, this is this is done by me. You know, uh, I have Maritza that helps out. I have uh, Sandra that helps out. And then I know Amy Field and Marissa, like they, they help, they call information and stuff like this. But like, listen, I up, I do all of this and then I have to upload it. I have to sound kind of corrected and all of this stuff. So it is just a wild amount of work that goes into this. And I, like I said, I'm so thankful to do it, but this is pretty much all I do. <laughs> so if you would consider doing that for me, that would be amazing. Also shout out to my uh, patrons, patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. We had a two hour Q and a episode on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I did a full summer house recap of this last week's episode, which was just a shit show. My God, I'm still, I'm still dying of secondhand embarrassment for Danielle. You can listen. This is what I like Raquel, Rachel, you know, like this is, it's like, girl, you, this is on film, you know? And this is why I think, you know, Raquel especially has strayed so far from whatever light there was because you can see her trying to fit on the boots of like, you know, maybe I'm going to be an evil person. Like she's not, she doesn't do any of it well. And you just see like, my God, she, I think she thinks she's like starting to be like in control of herself. Like I'm a, I'm a badass. And in reality, it just, it's very, it's just very sad. You just see somebody that is very, very lost. And then numb nuts, uh, Sandoval, I mean, just do you notice from where he started at the beginning of the season to now, like his hair is just all greasier. The mustache doesn't look as cool. The clothes aren't fitting as right. You know, it's just, it's wild. Like these people are truly falling apart. If, of course, we know the information we do. So we're watching it with that kind of third eye where we're like, oh my God, this dude's falling apart. Um, I think even as you start seeing some of the reunion clips, if you start seeing some of the interviews that's going to come out, Ariana, uh, like I had said on this podcast, will be the special guest on Watch What Happens Live as a solo guest next Wednesday, the series finale. Sorry, the season finale. She's going to be the solo guest on Watch What Happens Live. Katie Maloney was the Watch What Happens Live guest this week. And I think that's amazing. And then you'll start seeing her do other interviews. I know she's on with Hoda on the Today Show, I believe, right after that, or it was something involving Hoda. And you'll start seeing her do a lot more interviews. The only thing that I can stress is I want to remind people, you might be sick of it because I know you guys have been with me from the beginning, but just for the new people, I just want to point out that reality shows do have things that are not necessarily real. Like I said, this is not a documentary. They don't just pick up a camera and just follow somebody around and see what they get. Remember, locations are secured. They put mic packs on. They light the scene so it looks beautiful. All of these things. <clears throat> but this situation is real. I'm still seeing videos. I'm still seeing weird TikTok things of like, this is what I, you know, I think right here is the moment where Ariana, when she's crying, she realizes because she already knows about Raquel and Tom. And it it blows my mind and it gets me so scared. It used to get me upset. Now it's just getting me scared because I'm like, you guys want there to be something so much more, even though there's something so insane right here in front of you. Like, this is it. This is the big show, you guys. They got caught in a lie. This is the big show. 
But this this kind of necessity to make it even more than that, it's it's like we're trying to do Inception mixed with uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, mixed with uh, Bowfinger, mixed with all of these kind of different genres. And it's like, it's guys, it's it's here. The big shock. That's it. This is the big shock. You know, it, we're going to even be more shocked because we're going to see like calendar dates, how Schwartz knew earlier than what he told us originally. These doofuses are still getting caught in lies. And just so you know, if this was like everybody likes to think this was all fake. So do you think like Schwartz like slipping up with like the dates when he knew? Do you think this is part of the fake too? Of like, do you think that's how smart this crew and this production is? By the way, I love the production this season. Amazing. But do you think they're so smart that they wrote out the season from the beginning? And now they even got so far as to be like, okay, Tom, uh, Schwartz, we're going to have you say that you you learned in January. Okay. But then at the reunion, we're going to have, we're going to have you say August. And then Sandoval is going to be like, dude, what are you talking about, dude? Like start to start to realize, I mean, maybe accept it, let it into your heart that this is real. This is, this is very real. Okay. That is, I'm off my soapbox. Well, actually this whole thing is going to be my soapbox, but I'm off that. Go with me on this, but I would just say if, if you really think this is so fake, maybe stop watching it because I don't watch my reality shows hoping that they're going to be fake. In fact, when I start seeing things that are too fake, I mean, that's what really turns me off of shows of like selling sunset when it's so beyond, you know, it's like so beyond stage and like, they can't even like, it's so beautiful and so loud and so domineering and all of it's like kind of the technical focuses, but it never has good plot. It never has that. And now the show, Vanderpump is technically really great on the 10th season, but they got plot all of a sudden, but they got plot on top of plot. As we see in this episode, this would have been the season finale. This episode would have been the season finale. This is what I had told, I was told from the beginning that this was the season finale. Like I remember talking to certain cast members when they had shot the season finale, which was this, the something about her into the surf. And in fact, Ariana was on this podcast in October, right after they had finished filming in September. <clears throat> and this was the end until it wasn't. And that's the stuff that I hope the reunion talks about and, and any further interviews that we have from here on out. Remember, they stopped filming in September. This wasn't discovered until March. So this still, this whole relationship with Tom and Raquel kept getting in more intense, more intense, more intense, more intense. Lies kept deepening. And that was all away from cameras. It was all away from cameras. Isn't that wild? And then when it finally broke, cameras were immediately back up. So... And 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 I think I think I talked about this, but if I didn't, you know, I know there was a thing going around. Um, I will talk about that in the second episode too, because it was about filming, uh, production filming, and leaving a note on a door saying that they're going to have to be filming more Vanderpump Rules, and people were like, "See, this was totally staged." But I do want to point out. Hopefully, we'll pull that clip in the second one. Is that I even asked Tom and Ariana about that when this show premiered in February about that because that had been kicking on uh, around Reddit for the last. Uh, I mean, since the premiere, I'd seen that somebody sent it to me from Reddit and it didn't really kind of mean anything to me because a lot of that, I thought in my head, I was like, oh my God, maybe they're immediately starting to film season 11. So I asked Tom and Ariana on the moment and they pointed out and, you know, is that no, like usually those are pickup shots and things like that happen. Remember, uh, I think uh, a lot of people pointed out there was a scene with Ariana and Lisa Vanderpump a couple seasons ago where somebody noticed that Ariana's hair was different in that. And that's what will happen with reality shows. If you don't get an entrance or an exit right, if the lighting doesn't match, they're going to go and sometimes try to fix certain mistakes. 
it won't involve, you know, what I've been told with all reality shows, not just Vanderpump. It won't involve the meat of the scene, but it's going to show so you can have a cohesive story. And sometimes they will need to kind of fudge something or get an entrance or an exit just so it can actually properly uh, talk about what was happening in that episode. So they even talked about it in that moment really briefly. And I was like, oh yeah, like that's easy. But people, you know, once again, it kind of goes towards this thing of like, oh my God, it's totally fake. I knew it. It's totally fake. They had planned this all along. And if you live in Los Angeles, you'll know, you'll probably, if you have an apartment or a house, they will leave notes like that every product like production shoots all over los angeles so i would get notes on my door all the time you know i think there was like an episode of what, like hacks or like so they'll always be shooting something and the location manager will have to leave notes uh kind of this professional looking thing on your door saying they're going to be filming on monday between this time and this time so it's a very normal occurrence in los angeles um and uh it just i hope we don't make more out of these things than than we need to because it's so, it was so exciting the actual show so this was going to be the season finale and it was like we said if this hadn't have come out the season would have been about i believe in my heart of hearts it would have been about katie getting her group back the katie and schwartz relationship being completely torn apart in a lot of ways and there would have been and this is the confusing thing raquel would have been a hero in some people's eyes, even though I think even those last couple of episodes, no matter if she was sleeping with Sandoval or not, she's just comes off like an ass. I mean, she was just, it's like, like I said, trying on that pair of shoes that you don't, that doesn't end up fitting because you just can't wear it well. And it, you're trying to find, she's trying to step into some sort of power instead of actually just being herself, which then it kind of leads me to believe who the fuck is Rachel Raquel? Like, who is she? That's the, that's the impression I get. Katie said something near the end of this about like, you know, the six different personalities. And I got to say, man, that is kind of dead on a lot of the, you know, I'm not joking. And I know I can't uh, diagnose anybody. We know that it's not right to do that, but it is all right to say, you know, we do look at these things from a psychological level, you know, of like these, like I've seen people like this in my life, or I've noticed this with this type of person. And it is somebody that seems like they try on a lot of different personalities. And maybe we all do that at a certain time, but she does seem devoid of emotion. Like, I almost feel like she's told what emotionally to feel. And it's like, I will feel that. And by, by the way, yeah, she's like, I, I will feel that emotion because somebody told me to. And you know, like, you know, it's so funny how she like stuck up to uh, Katie and Lala, two of the people that Sandoval seems like he dislikes the most. In fact, Sandoval has a line in this episode where he's like, dude, it was really nice seeing Katie and Lala the other night. It was crazy. They don't think it wasn't nice, Tom. Don't fucking lie. Don't fucking lie. Give me a fucking break. Just stop twirling your mustache, weirdo. It wasn't nice to see Lala and Katie, you fucking politician. Are you kidding me it was definitely not nice to see you don't like them just fucking flat out admit it the thing is when tom says nice things like that even though he shouldn't because he's you know like always is bitching about them all it is is covering up his deep dark secret his dark passenger that he's trying to keep up alive not just with production but with the woman that he owns a house and lives with the love of his life of 10 years which we get a scene pretty early on where he's like Dude, we gotta be better, dude. Oh my god. Oh, okay. <laughs> my god. <laughs> oh my god. I was so scared during the reunion trailer that Howie Mandel was gonna pop up or something. You know, he's like, "Hey, I come on, guys. I need a good podcast." 
Oh, I'm on uh, Sarah Galley's Andy's Girls. I'm recording that tomorrow. I think that'll be up on Saturday on Sarah's pod. So check that out. And I think Sarah will be coming on mine soon as well. And then I'm on Demois' Do You podcast. That was released today, Thursday. So go check that out. Go say nice things about me to Demois. Um, I had a, a really fun time. I hope I did good for her. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. But thank you. That's it. Let's get into the, the goofiness of this all. May 10th, 2023, Vanderpump Rules, Season 10, Episode 14. This episode is entitled, There's Something About Her. You're thinking, okay, restaurant, right? I get it. Katie and Ariana's restaurant. But if we look deeper, if we peel back the layers like a gross onion, could that mean there's something about her, Raquel? Could that mean, yes, there's a restaurant, but what the fuck is going on with Bambi over here? What is what what is the something about her that's going on? I mean, you really could judge it in that way, and that's how I took it. Who knows? But at this point, yeah, I really am. Listen, I think this is all real, but I am looking into this way, way too deep. Um, okay, this is the description the cable company gives us the the casual viewer they're like flipping through the tv like what should we watch tonight hon and we're like what's this vanderpumpy rules let's see okay there's something about her what should the show description and it says ariana and katie's katie host a preview party for their sandwich shop james takes an exciting step towards forward in his career tom and ariana have a serious talk about the state of their relationship raquel confronts katie for rage texting schwartz now, that is all great. When I did read that, though, that Katie confronts sorry, the, the Raquel confronting Katie about rage texting about Schwartz, I was like, girl, in what world, Raquel, did you think you were strong enough or good enough or on solid footing enough to ever have that conversation? I mean, it felt it's like, where did you think that that was even in the wildest of wildest dreams your place? Like, listen, even when I... <laughs> I, I, that's why I think there's something truly broken with her because in what world would you ever do? And especially with Katie's mom, Miss Terry Maloney there, why would you ever fucking like, who the fuck Tom Sandoval has gassed you up way too much, girl. He's got to take some of the gas out of that tank. Cause it is redonkulous. By the way, I pray that the cable company by the end starts calling Raquel Rachel in the descriptions. You know, they're like, Rachel, Raquel, in parentheses, who we kidding, Rachel. Um, so that is the uh, the description. We start off this episode previously on Vanderpump Rules. It's a collection of scenes that we've seen over the last 13 episodes. And Lisa's like, where are you guys going? And Raquel's like, I'm glamping for my birthday. Glamping, of course, is glamorous camping. Uh, we have Brock at Koyama Ranch, which, by the way, not a lot of Brock and Sheena because Sheena came down with the old uh, the old vid. And that must have, by the way, I know this is so dark, but is there a part of you that thinks that Sheena must have been very thankful that they added one more episode, that she got a really good scene with Sandoval? Of like, you didn't. You fucked your best friend instead because this, she's barely on it because of the vid. And I just know Sheena wouldn't want to go out like that. So I'm... Sure, she hated what happened to her best friend, Ariana, but I'm sure she was thrilled that this was not how she went out for the season. Uh, we have Brock at the Koyama Ranch where they glanced. He's like, let's go play with some animals. 
Oh, also, you guys, um, I don't get to read a lot of my DMs, but when I do, I think it, it just to catch everybody up. I know that that does. I know that's not Brock's Australian accent. That's a Irish accent because I'm not good at Australian accents. Uh, so uh, Sandoval, they're all glamping. And uh, Sandoval's like, look at this little, this little animal. And Ariana's like, it looks like your balls. And Sandoval's like, stop making fun of me. You never respect me. <laughs> um, Raquel, we see the glowing, the galaxy lights in the tent and she's crying. She's like, this is everything I ever want for my birthday. And Ariana's like, we love you, Raquel. And Sandoval's like, love you, Raquel. And he gets up and gives her he gets up and gives her a big hug this is one of the darker scenes right these scenes where ariana is looking at it of like wow i'm helping a disadvantaged youth right now no no she's like i'm helping my friend i've given her confidence look at her she's so she's so into this moment and in reality you know sandoval raw dogged her you know i mean this is this this is the scary shit i'm i get nervous about is like these scenes do you think it ever got to a place? I mean, I think they did this at Raquel's wedding where they're like, let's go fuck in the bathroom and Ariana's here. Like, did they ever get, it seemed like they got some kind of weird thrill out of this secret. And it just disturbs me to think about all the stuff that we didn't see because they were, you know, hiding and everything. Schwartz and Raquel seems like they get a big kick out of both knowing the secret. And that's why I think they're laughing like two giggle girdies, like, you know, towards the end of this in the Sur alleyway around the propane tanks. Like part of it, there's like this un said thing where they're both laughing and Katie's like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And it's that, I think they both know it's like, dude, you know, like I was never going to hook up with Raquel. Like literally she's fucking Schwartz. She's fucking Sandoval. Like they both know it and they're both laughing at each other. And I know that's what they're laughing about. Then we cut to the scene from beach day in Hermosa a couple episodes ago. And James like next week, I play imagine festival opening for cascade at the pool party. And Schwartz is like, that's a big deal. Bigger than, Rachella. Um, and uh I just you know, I do this every week. I want to just throw off my official Rachella bracelet that Tom Sandoval gave me. Um, and uh James throws his beer in Schwartz's face. Go ahead, make another fucking joke, you fat fuck. And Schwartz's like, I didn't mean come on. And then we have a quick scene of Allie, James's girlfriend, going, um, you know, come on. And James is like, I didn't mean to embarrass you, Ali. And now he's like, you embarrass yourself. And then we have a scene of Lala to Lisa, Christina, and Katie at dinner. And Lala's like, the day that Ariana's grandmother dies, Tom Sandoval came to that barbecue that I was at. Ariana was calling him furious. He was like, okay, I'll come home right now. And he didn't leave for another two hours, yo. And he was at he was with Raquel all day long. And little Lala's like, fuck yeah. And then Ariana at Christina Kelly's heartstring event from last week's episode at Tom Tom, uh, Ariana to Sandoval goes, you realize you put me in a position with this that people will think that I'm a fucking idiot in regards to the barbecue because Lala confronted all of these lies. Um, which, by the way, in the second episode, I think I'll talk a little bit about Lala's podcast because she talked about that moment. Then we have that scene from a couple weeks ago, Schwartz at the food truck. How are you and Ariana doing, dude? And Sandoval's like, see, like, we're talking like come at me, dude. And she was like, she's quick to be dismissive of you. And that's a slippery slope in a relationship. <laughs> I mean, Schwartz, Schwartz would know. Like, tell me less, Schwartz. Sandoval on a talking head goes, it definitely pulls into question, like, whether Ariana and I are right for each other. 
And I'm like, does it, does it, you know, it's interesting. This questioning is happening like really around the same time you first put your wiener in somebody new. Uh, Sandoval says, I not only love Ariana, but I work on our love Schwartz, that fucking stupid dumpling latte. I make her dumpling lattes, dude. Do I ever get a dumpling latte? And Schwartz is like, does she reciprocate? And he's like, no, dude, no. The tiniest, stupidest violin plays right at that moment. We get the song. These are the best days of our lives. Just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. Um, and for those that need to know, I, I'm back on the Diet Coke. I'm back on the DC. It has been a, a rough year. It has been a rough season. So I am partaking in a little Diet Coke. It's fine. I can control. My it's not a problem. Okay. I'm much different. And this time when I quit Diet Coke the next time, it's going to be for me. It's not going to be for anybody else. Um, the music starts, not the theme music, but the music for the show. And it sounds really weirdly like Michelle Branch. It's like, gotta get it all I got that's in me. All things are always what they seem. I know that I could fight it's in me. It usually start off with like kind of a hip hop kind of a thing, like girl boss. That's what we are. Girl boss. That's what we are. We're open a sandwich shop, Greek feta, and we serve booze. We ain't like Schwartz and Sandy's cause we will make the moo la and open on time. Schwartz and Sandoval worried about if the couch is fine. Sandoval worried about that mustache. Schwartz worried if he can get some ass. Um, we breeze over to Villa Rosa where we see Hanky and Panky, Lisa's white swans. Now remember, they recently had a miniature horse death in their family. Uh, we see Ken He's over at the Pony Corral petting Diamond, and he goes, um, oh, did you know about Tom Sandoval? Uh, the... <laughs> I would love if each time Ken, just Ken pops up in random scenes for the rest of the season. He's like, did you know Raquel stayed over at Tom Sandoval's in the jacuzzi? Don't even sound like him anymore. Ken's over at these petting the tiny horse diamond. And he's like, I'm sure you know you have a friend coming. I I can tell you now. And there's a, you know, the little white pony diamond. Lisa's handling a brand new miniature horse, Velvet. I mean, this is when it gets it gets into Michael Jackson territory when we're now like just you know, specifically going for miniature horses. It's like the bubbles, the chimp kind of a thing. Uh, Velvet is brown. And Lisa's like, good girl, Diamond. I know this is not Rosé, but it's a friend. <laughs> Rosé, did you know about Tom Sandoval? He had Raquel in his jacuzzi when Ariana. <laughs> and we dash across the town. We're at the new location for something about her, right between Sir and Pump. Pump will be closing on July 5th. Uh, we talked about that last week. And we're in something about her with Katie and Ariana. And it is funny. Do you get this kind of, you know, with Katie and Ariana scenes in their shop, it's like, yeah, these two girls seem like they kind of know what they're doing. So it's not particularly funny, you know? It's like when Schwartz and Sandoval do anything restaurant, you kind of like, you're like, ah, this is great. <laughs> they can't even zip up their zippers. They're doing that. Like, there's like this kind of, you know, even the Greg, the people that works with them, they're like, you guys don't know shit, you know? 
But when they do their scenes, I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be a good sandwich shop. It'll probably make money quicker than, you know, Shorts and Sandy's. Katie's like, I love it here. And Ariana's like, I know. And Katie goes, I think when people come, like, we should have the table in the middle. And Ariana's like, yeah, just to, like, encourage people to actually walk in. And then whenever Penny needs, like, in the kitchen and stuff, and Katie's like, we'll need to clean up this kitchen. And Ariana goes, well, that, yeah. Um, and, uh, the music keeps playing, gotta give it all I got that's in me. And then we pop over to Sheena and Brock's place in lovely Marina Del Rey. And Brock's like, you're going to play in there if you want summer, you're going to play. Cause I think Brock's made, Brock's always like putting together, um, ch children equipment, like baby, like not baby. What do you call it? What do you fucking call it? The kids, kids toys. What do you call the, like the jungle? Like every time Brock, I feel like Brock, I've seen Brooke, Brock put like, eight play sets together throughout the course of these seasons. Anyways, he's like, they're building her another thing. And, you know, Brock's like, yeah, play in the sunbox summer. And Sheena's like, will you pull the umbrella in so it's more shaded? And he goes, it's completely shaded, my love. She's the best. She, like, you know, I love when people say my love in regards to like, you know, like, no, you're wrong. It's completely shaded. My very much love, <laughs> you know, like my sweet babe. Um, they both, Sheena and Brock, are very in love with their, their daughter. And Brock's like, you give her a place to run and she's fine. And we get a quick look at Summer. She's just, I mean, she is hecka cute. We're back at something about her. And Katie's like, welcome. And we have Penny, the chef consultant. She enters and she's like, I'm sorry, I came in. I was like immediately looking. I love the height. It's got good energy. This space. And Ariana's like, yeah, it feels nice in here. And then we have like a little patio. It's like so charming. Ariana's like, yeah, I love these little guest stars that they're like excited to be on a TV show. But I want to see a guest star that's like completely nervous to be there. Like if Penny was like, oh, let's um, let's look at the kitchen. Uh, you know, just prof I would just be profusely sweaty and just staring directly at the camera. Like, let's, um, let's, um, let's look at the kitchen. Uh, oh my God, it's going to be on TV, isn't it? Um, Penny's like, oh my God, I am flooded with ideas, girls. And Katie goes, we just wanted to do like a look-see party so people can come see the space and hang out for a minute. And then we're going to leave and go to Sir and have some drinks. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a mess. You know, let's, we should end it right at the sandwiches. Don't go to Sir. That sounds like trouble. Um, which by the way, you know, me and Kiki Monique, she was really wanting to have a watch party for the the season finale next week. And uh, we've come up snake eyes, but I will say there was a moment where we were, we, we had, uh, we had inquired about doing it at something about her. And I was like, well, there's no fucking way they're going to let us do it. And we inquired and it was, but now they were actually in construction and the place is all like kind of torn up now, but for a second, I mean, what could have been, but there's some, I mean, could you imagine watching the finale at something about her that would have been uh very cool we're still trying to find a place if you're listening in los angeles um let me know it would be at 6 p.m pacific standard time uh i would imagine over 100 people who doesn't want that kind of business but it's the nba playoffs every anyways just let me know um and, and message me in my dms with like all capitals or like a one of those uh you know the emergency lights <laughs> i can't even talk today but just so i can see it um, so Katie and I talking there goes, we have a lot of work to do to turn our vision into a reality. And Penny goes, okay, so we're going to do the Greek sandwich. We're going to do a spicy turkey. We're going to do the uh, sopraceta, the sopra, sopra, ah, I knew how to say it earlier, but I'm not saying it right. 
the Soprasada, the Soprasada, and then the green sandwich. The Soprasada, uh, Juliana Carosa, by the way, who took these notes as she takes them every week and kills it. She writes these little helpful notes in there. She lets me know that it is an Italian dry salami which is great to know because at that point I was like, that's got to be a wet salami. Turns out it's dry. Katie continues in a talking head, but just like the movies have trailers before the movie comes out, we want to get the buzz out there. Letting people see the shop and taste the sandwiches. Um, and we have a, a trailer. Of, wait, no, I mean, like, wouldn't you, <laughs> the trailers for the season finale are like, doom, doom, doom. What are lies? What are true? It's like the most intense trailer music ever. And now I do kind of want to see a something about her intense trailer of like, you said you were hungry. Well, let's fucking eat something about her. We've got green sandwiches. We've got spicy turkey. We've got Italian dry salami called Zaprasada coming this fall. Something about her. Check, please. <laughs> I want to see a really intense read. Um, Penny goes, I want to have my team in here at five so we can prepare each one at a time. I want you to kind of introduce it. Like, this is our Greek goddess, which I love, by the way, ladies. That's delicious. Katie in a talking head goes, even though opening a restaurant is difficult, Ariana and I have one advantage that the Tom Stone. And I was like, uh-oh, working brains. Working brains, right? Yeah, you're not sticking your dick into everything. And, you know, you can focus on business because you don't have that thing between your legs that gives you the poison in your mind that makes you do stupid things. But it turns out their advantage uh, is they that they seek professionals for help, which I was like, okay, I was way off, but that's pretty exciting too. Uh, Katie goes, did everything go okay with Lala, Ariana? Because, I mean, I couldn't hear what y'all were saying. That was the last episode. Uh, by the way, I love this scene where they're like doing busy work and they're clean cleaning counters with with what looks like Windex. They're just doing some busy work. And we get a flashback of last week's episode uh, where Lala's like, so I was at the barbecue, yo. Tom comes up to me and said, Ariana's really mad at me right now. And Ariana's like, because he couldn't get a ride. And Lala goes home to you. And Ariana's like, yeah. Ariana tells Katie the situation that day was not as big of a deal as maybe it seems to Lala just because she was like, I get triggered by that stuff, which, you know, is fair to say Lala probably has a very, very open eye to cheaters and cheating right now. But you know what? Like if I ever do get to speak to Lala and I, you know what? I could probably see that at some point, you know, and I would actually love, I would love to ask Lala some questions and I would love to see her push back on those. I would truly love her explanations. She doesn't need to explain uh, least of all to me, but I would love to see how, you know, cheating really does. If we're going to be honest, seems to be a huge problem for men. It does. And, uh, but you know, you know, like you'll have just your night out drunken cheating, right? Or you'll have these insane relationships like Tom and Raquel had, or you'll have the kind of Randall where it seemed like he was DMing everybody trying to pay for nudes, allegedly doing all of these really insane, creepy things that are so dark and disturbing. But also Lala's friends with a lot of people that did do a lot of bad things like Jax Taylor, who potentially is coming back to this show. I mean, he would be the first to admit how many times he got, you know, quote unquote, caught cheating on this show and potentially in real life as well. So my thought is, and I just, for all women, this is an interesting question is like, when do you, you know, what's forgiveness like that look like? And even when you're in friend relationships with men that have done these things, 
Like, you know, it's not enough where we can just say, well, don't trust men. Like, that's ridiculous. No, we have to all live on this earth together. You know, I'm but I definitely see how her antenna would go up. And I really am curious how this is going to affect Lala long term. Even we see her talk about this at the end of the episode in terms of like, listen, I want to have another kid. Uh, even before I get into a relationship. I mean, Lala would also admit, like she said, she doesn't have a good picker. You know, you got Randall, you got the Don who had the Don obviously had his issues, uh, you know, allegedly being a deadbeat dad. His ex came after Lala a couple of weeks ago and her DMs. You have these things where, you know, she's like, listen, I'm not the best picker. But it is interesting that women do seem to sometimes be attracted to Like, what is it? Is it that the guys are just so confident in themselves because they're that confident because they're playing so many games at once? You know, like, I mean, listen, the Sandoval, I, I, I would have sworn up and down that that dude was not cheating. I thought he was like, that's my special diamond, Ariana. That's her right there, dude. I fucking love her. And that's the only one. You know, like, I really, really thought that. But even he was out there. You know, and it was about how Raquel and these other women potentially made him feel that Ariana wasn't making him feel. And I always find that weird, this this power deferential, this this thing of what women owe men in relationships. And I guess, you know, it goes both ways as well. But like Tom was like, she's not giving me exactly what I need. I don't know. It's kind of fucked me up. I've thought a lot about this. And even since my own marriage fell apart, I've, I've thought a lot about this, about what that means. And I always am curious. I would love to do a podcast someday that is just about love, that just interviews couples in relationships. You know, at the beginning when Harry met Sally, when it has the... Uh, you know, the talking heads with all the older couples talking about how they met and how they fell in love. And that's a thing of like, you know, even people that stay together for a long time doesn't necessarily mean they're in love anymore. It's like, what are good examples of people that are in love past that 10 year mark that are kind of still giddy to be with each other? I'm trying to think celebrity wise. And I I keep thinking about like Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, which is wild. But I kind of think about that. It is sad to sometimes think, and I feel like as I get older, it's sad that I almost think like, well, who knows how long relationships are supposed to last? Can relationships last, you know, past a certain time? Or are we meant to be in a series of relationships that kind of teach you more and more about yourself and and hopefully teach them as well? Guys, I'm not going to make heads or tails of it tonight, so let's make fun of these marriage pump rules, kids. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so sorry. We almost got deep there, and I just, I don't, I don't want to do that to you guys. Um. So she's talking about this Lala thing and Katie's like, well, when Lala told me that I was like, oh God, because I had flashbacks to like me wanting Tom to show up more for me in ways that I need him being emotionally supportive and him just being like, oh, I'm just going to go do what I want to do. And I'm like, no. And Ariana goes, and I totally understand that. And I'm not going to be someone who is mad at Lala or anybody else for like asking questions or being like concerned in that moment. This is the other thing too. And, and Lala had said this, uh, I think last season or sometime in between seasons about Tom and Ariana, that they don't share their real stuff, you know? And, and I've thought about that a lot, but also in this, like Ariana doesn't seem to be reactionary. She's even saying, listen, I'm not going to be a mad at Lala for saying that because I understand where she's coming from. But it is interesting that each one of these ladies now have this very interesting story about the men in their life, right? Like it's easy to point to like Tequila Katie. She got drunk and she rage texted and she's like, comes off not as charming as Tom. That's like such an easy thing to throw out. But look at this. You got Randall with Lala. 
You got Tom, you know, getting so drunk that he would cheat multiple times that we know of, that we, you know, was admitted on the show. And now you have Tom Sandoval with Ariana. Each one of these, I mean, listen, by default, it almost makes Peter like the good guy of the show. And he barely is just in there to like give a shot and like to go cheers, you know, at the end of every reunion. Um, Ariana Natagna says, whatever Tom did or who he did, no, no, sorry, that's my note. (laughs) Whatever Tom did, and I go, or who he did, at the end of the day, at the barbecue, it's not what's important to me right now. I'm annoyed, though, because it puts me in a position to where now people are going to, like, totally undermine our relationship. Like, and that bothers me. Because think about it. Now, this is the reality behind the reality. Like, you're on a reality show that, you know, and I've had conversations in the past with Ariana um, about that, of just, like, how annoying that must be. Say this is a real relationship. When the cameras go off, you still live with this person. You still... You know, I remember making that joke on that Sandoval interview that I did, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever. I said, when Ariana was there, I was like, in the background, you can hear me go, oh, yes, Ariana, she plays your girlfriend on the show. Oh, wow. I can't believe she actually does live here. And I was openly joking about that. But they did have that very real relationship. And listen, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me stories in regards to Summer House of people not jumping on board certain boyfriends or thinking people were rushing things and the opinions of friends when it comes to relationship and that already can be really annoying, but then think about a show like Vanderpump rules that literally tries to put your relationship in a cage match. They're like, we're going to beat the fuck out of this relationship and see if you can withstand it. So not only do they get the show kind of coming at you and she already knows, even though she loves Tom, she knows that Tom's not great with his words. He cracks under pressure. And on top of that, you have all of us little nervous Nellies running around saying, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, yeah, it really, it really sucks. And Lala, I think, would agree with this as well, because I said, uh, I'm so stuffed up out here. Um, Sorry, it's uh, allergies, but said that Randall, I said in a tweet that Randall got really, Randall got off so easy this season. And that doesn't really, that's not anything to do with Sandoval. But if you remember the first episode of the season, they talk about that LA Times article written by Amy Kinnaman that I loved that kind of opened up a lot of the really bad things that Randall Emmett was allegedly involved in. And we had already known of this, some of this, and we learned a lot more. And I really thought that Vanderpump Rules was going to shine even more of a light on that. Now, something must have happened throughout the season where those storylines got shut down. And Lala kind of refers to something later on of like, listen, I don't, I don't want to ever be in a place where I could lose my kid again. Because the legal system really for, for you know, it's so weird for these women that actually have the babies. The legal system sometimes seems geared towards, um, towards the male. And also the mail with money and connections and things like that. Um, And I totally understand that. But I was just thinking that we would get a little more heat on Randall because that shit needs to be brought out more into the light. Like it doesn't have to end with Harvey Weinstein. Like there's there's still bad people out there that can be brought into the light. In fact, I was thinking about a scene that we never got to see this season. And I was like, oh, my God, did I dream that I have like a stress dream and dream this? But do you remember when Lala and 50 Cent were together and they were taking pictures and stuff like that? You know, Money by Monday, Randall, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Fofty, my heart is bad. Um, I thought that 50, Fofty, I thought he shot with a scene with Lala because remember she took pictures with him? I was really thinking that scene was going to be in this season and we just never got it. I am curious from production what they left on the floor in terms of Lala's overall storyline and if there were legal... And by the way, a lot of you guys that listen to Lala's podcast will probably be able to tell me this. 
but I do kind of have this sneaking suspicion that maybe Randall was going to be referred to more this season. And that just didn't happen because of legal reasons. I don't have proof of that, but if you guys know more, please let me know. So anyways, Ariana goes, we're at least functioning for a party tomorrow. That's all I need with the sandwich shop. One step at a time. And Katie's like, it's going to happen. Ariana goes, it's really fucking happening tomorrow. I'm like, Ariana, you have no clue how hard things are going to start happening. Next scene brings us to polka dots and moonbeams. Polka dots and moonbeams. Wow. We've really, no offense if you're listening and you work that. It's just a polka dots and moonbeams. A little feather dust where Charlie, Burnett, and Raquel are out shopping. And Charlie's like, ooh. I like that white dress, girl. And Raquel's like, they have the cutest clothes. And Charlie's like, it's retail therapy right now. Oh my God, I love retail therapy, Raquel shares. I'm like, learn to love real therapy, Raquel. How about that? You love retail therapy? Guess what's a little less expensive, but a lot more enlightening. That's actual therapy, which is, by the way, that is a great, I wish therapists did advertise that like, are you tired of retail therapy? How about actual therapy? Um, Charlie goes, that's actually, that, that dress is going to look good on you. See, I can't wear things like this. It's a really pretty dress. I could see Allie wearing that dress. Hey, how was Tom Tom yesterday? I love reality show scenes like this. It's not just Vanderpump rules, but it's ever, you know, they'll get to someplace and there's always what we call the underlying question. The underlying like, okay, we're going to put you in this situation and then we need you to ask, hey, how was Tom Tom yesterday? And that will get Raquel talking about what happened the night before. You see this every scene of every reality show. It is so obvious when they do it, but reality stars can kind of sell it. You know, you'll see, you know, Raquel still can't sell things for shit, but even Charlie's already better at this than she is. Um, Raquel goes, it was fun. And Charlie goes, who was all there? And Raquel goes, um, actually it wasn't fun. That was a lie. And I'm like, wow, more lies, Raquel, more lies. And Charlie laughs and goes, that was an immediate response that I, I, I you know, um, no, sorry. Um, Raquel goes, that was the immediate response that I always say to things. It was awkward, actually. My Raquel voice is just, I think my throat is thrashed, so it's getting even darker. Charlie goes, um, well, why, why was it, um, why was it awkward? I do want to point out though, this is a very interesting moment that I don't think a lot of people really gave it much thought, but this is Raquel. Here's what I found. Oh, sorry. My Apple watch. Um, Raquel will kind of just lie to your face with the smile on your face because that's, you know, I, it's like this weird fucking robot pageant training that she has. So Raquel will be like, everything's great. When she's like, wait a sec. Actually, when I think about it, everything's not great. It was awkward. Raquel goes, just because when I said hi to Katie and her mom, they were like, hi. And she sucks her teeth in. And like, she's like, it's like, she's like short circuiting. She's like, we flash back to that night at Tom Tom. And Raquel's like, hi, Terry. How are you? Hi, Katie. And Katie goes, hi. Which is like, wait. Raquel, don't you understand why? I mean, is everybody just supposed to be fake as fuck to everybody? Like, listen, it, yeah, it's it, it's Katie's not tap dancing around you. Her mom's not ta tap dancing around you. But uh, would you would it 
would it make sense for you if Katie and her mom put on a big fucking fake smile and been like, welcome, Raquel. My God, that's a great thong you have hanging out of your pants. That's a great weird look that you've got going. It's like, uh, what is that? Like, uh, like a virgin Madonna circa 1984 mixed with mental hysteria. It's beautiful. Like, what, what do they want? What does Raquel expect out of that? Um, Raquel laughing to Charlie goes, I can see where Katie gets it from. And Charlie goes, so we're all going to sit on opposite sides and just hang out. And Raquel's like, uh-huh. And Charlie's like, that's weird. And Raquel goes, and then I had the conversation with James. I don't appreciate how he was saying that he regrets Rachella. Can we fucking stop saying Rachella regrets your engagement? You know, that's how, like, that's like, it's so stunted. It's so arrested development. It's like, you're so stunted. You're acting like a 12 year old. It's you guys, when you're talking about this, you're talking about your failed engagement. You're not talking about Rachella. Let's just say your engagement. Let's put our big girl panties on and just call it your engagement. And Charlie goes, and what did he say? How did he respond? Well, you know, he said, I never really loved you, but did I really mean it? But, and I said, but you obviously love Hallie, right? And he's like, it's a different situation. I can never even ask for a love like this and all this stuff. And I'm like, she scrunches her face and clicks her tongue. I really do feel like there's a weird short circuiting thing happening or something. She's like, I'm pretty sure your girlfriend doesn't feel the same way about you, James. I feel that like James is into Allie way more than she's into him. And Charlie's like, oh, a hundred percent. Who knows if that's the case? I've said this. I, Allie is really the newcomer of the season that killed it. You know, what she did this season was a very tough job and everybody was geared, you know, to, pro, you know, potentially not like her. And she just did great. And especially to, to, to tame, I don't want to say she tamed her, but to, to ride the bucking bon, buck, you know, the bucking Bronco of DJ James Kennedy and actually kind of tell him things of like, yeah, you're embarrassing yourself. Like Raquel could have never. You know what I mean? Like, like an Allie is so it's Allie seems from what we see seems so strong and grounded in herself that it's one of those things where I think DJ James Kennedy is like, oh, she must really know her stuff. She's not freaking out like Raquel or Doty. You know, like I, it's one of those things. Like if she tells DJ James Kennedy that he's acting a fool, then he must really be acting a fool because she's saying it, you know, both feet on the ground, solid voice, not quit, James, you've got to stop or I'm out. Like Allie seems like she knows there's a lot we don't know about Allie. And I'm not going to like, listen, everything could change next season. Um, I just think that Allie possesses a quality that James potentially has never seen before. And that's why he is listening. It seems like he is listening to her more than he usually does. Now he's still acting like a fucking idiot all the time around her. He's like, Oh, my ex Raquel. I'm not upset. I'm not upset, but I'm going to throw a drink on that fat fuck Schwartz and that big belly Peter. You know, he did all of this right directly in front of Allie and she has stayed there. And it seems like how many chances would you give him? But who knows? We'll see. Charlie and Italian Ed goes, it's just the vibes. I think James sees Allie as his future wife and Allie sees him as her current boyfriend. And Charlie goes, I think he definitely knows he fucked this up, you know, with her. Uh, everyone's going to be in Raquel's I mean, he will fuck it up with her. And Charlie goes, you think really? And Raquel's like, yeah, of course. That's why I called her my replacement. And Charlie, Charlie's like, yeah. And Raquel goes, because he literally just needed somebody to fill that spot. 
I'm like, girl, have you met her? Like she feels a lot of, I mean, no offense to Raquel, but it's like, it's apples and oranges. Like that, that's why I think there's a, um, there's a, a huge disconnect and this kind of uh, distorted reality field that Raquel and potentially Tom Sandoval seems to be living in that, um, it's like, it's very different. They're very, very different. You know, a replacement is one thing, but I don't want to say upgrade. They're just very, very different people. Raquel and I talk, well, you know what? I will say upgrade because it doesn't seem like Allie's like a complete fucking sociopath to the people that are close to her in her life yet. Yet. Give her time. Raquel and I talk and goes, I feel like I turn a new leaf and overcoming my relationship with James. I've needed to see him for who he is and see Allie or the position that I was in to really like comprehend it. And she smiles like she's proud of herself for using the word comprehend. You know, Sandoval's like, dude, say it with me, dude. Comprehend. Comprehend. What's comprehend, Raquel? Okay, well, in class the other day, you told me comprehend was when you take a piece of information and you look at it from all angles. And then you, you, what? Don't, no, believe in yourself, Raquel. You can do it. You're doing so good. Oh, fuck, I love you. Fuck, I love you. Okay, comprehend. Take all the information and then it helps you understand it. Dude, Raquel, you're fucking magic. Are you kidding me? It took Ariana 30 billion years to learn comprehend. Is that true? No, but I just wanted to make you feel good. Uh, Charlie goes, what are you going to get Raquel? Uh, what are you going to get Raquel? Anything or nothing? And Raquel's like, just this slip dress and maybe some jewelry. Raquel continues in a talking head. I decided to choose myself over my relationship and stop compromising in ways that was taking away from who I am as a person. I love Raquel. I choose myself. Now, all of you OGs, uh, Beverly Hills 90210, the original 90210. Do you remember that Jenny Garth season when Brandon and Dylan were both fighting for the love of Kelly Taylor? And, you know, like Brandon was on rollerblades, like, who are you going to pick? And Luke's like, Dylan's like, who are you going to pick? And she's like, I choose me. And Raquel is doing a Kelly Taylor here. Uh, just really, really bad. Um, Charlie goes, wait, did you get an invite tomorrow to that sandwich shop? And Raquel was like, no, I'm actually okay with it. After how the vibe was last night at Tom Tom. Guys, we're using vibe way too much. And when I say we, I mean Raquel. She is using um, bomb ass. That She's using bomb a lot. Like, I had a bomb ass camping trip. And she's using vi like vibe like she just met Kanye five years ago. You know, remember when the Kardashians first learned the word vibe when they started hanging out with Car like uh, Kanye? And now they co-opted it completely. I want to retire the word vibe. You know, like just like, like it's it's you. Raquel uses vibe so much that I'm starting to almost think she might not know what it means. Um, it's just way too much. Charlie goes, well, I'm sure you don't want to be in a two by four building with Terry and Katie and Lala. Now, I love Charlie Burnett and it's not her fault, but you will never speak ill of Terry Maloney. You will. Terry Maloney is a second mother to me and I will not have the good name of Terry Maloney just just spit on by you Vanderpumpers. No. Raquel with exaggerated, some might say Bambi eyes goes, oh, no. I think they're going to come over to Sir after that though. So I'll see everybody. And Charlie's like, oh, cool. Well, I'm not taking off time anymore. I got to work. <laughs> Says a lot when I'd rather serve pump teenies than party. Charlie 
I really do like Charlie. And Charlie's kind of like, Charlie does Charlie. Charlie lives her life. Charlie could have really been a bigger part of this show if she wanted to. And I like Charlie. And every time I've talked with Charlie or, you know, she's just, she's very Charlie. And she's a very genuine person. One of my favorite interviews I ever did was the first year of this. She was one of my first like big gets where my friend Mallory um, formed a relationship with her and kind of like said, you should do my friend Ryan's podcast and came on and we just had the best conversation. And she really opened up at the end. It's still out there, but like she opened up so much more where she was more than just like avocado and what she wasn't eating that they were all making fun of her for that season. And I got so much more of a picture of her. And I remember people going like, Oh my God, I had no idea that Charlie was this amazing. And I, I hold to that there. Charlie has a great story. Okay. So we're at the checkout counter and this is the big scene, you guys, the, the, the big scene and they're checking out and it's like a little jewelry section. And Raquel goes, Oh, can I see that little lightning bolt? And Charlie goes, well, this is a dangerous section. And Raquel goes, this is $780. And Charlie goes, yeah, it's gold. It's got diamonds. Um, Raquel's like, oh, like, you know, acts like she's passing out and waves her hand to fan her face to cool down the circuits that are just malfunctioning. And Charlie's like, it's your birthday, girl. Don't you have birthday money? And Raquel's like, no, she's extra throaty on that line. And Charlie goes, just do it. You're never going to regret buying good jewelry. That's just so not true. Um, you're never going to regret buying those type of things. And I was like, you know what? She actually is that she is going to really regret that lightning bolt necklace that well, listen, Raquel, I'll say this right now. I'll get you $300 for it for my reality show museum. We don't have to talk. You're going to have somebody else mail it to me. I'll Venmo it to you immediately. That is $300 American, right? That's a really damn good offer for that lightning bolt necklace. I swear to God, I'll take good care of it. I'll put it in a shadow box and I'll have a priest to pray over it. It's going to be great. Um, also, it's so weird though. Like she's dropping 780 here. I am so curious about Raquel Rachel's financial situation. We hear that her parents are well off. We don't, we do know she lives in a studio, but a nice studio in North Hollywood. She was legitimately working at Sir and she was getting brand deals. Um, so I, I'm always curious of what the money situation, how is this all pan out? And also when she was with DJ James Kennedy, he was paying for everything. One thing about DJ James Kennedy is sometimes like he was like, I don't want to look inside at all. So I will pay for everybody around me because I don't want to do any heavy lifting with my past trauma. He even says it in a scene later with Allie in terms of therapy, but he took care of Raquel in terms of finances as well as his family. Um, so this little lightning bolt necklace, this was the big thing that everybody said, oh my God, she's wearing a similar, like Tom had the big one. Cause he's a man. He's like, look, look how big dude, you know what they say about a guy with a big lightning bolt necklace, huge dong, dude. Yeah, that's right. Um, so there's a lot of different ways you can think about this. Somebody, uh, I read a comment. Somebody said, I bet Tom had her go in there and gave her money to get that in the scene. But I don't think that I think. She might have known about the necklace, but I think that was a signal to Tom of like, look, I care about your dreams. I believe in you, Tom. Because Tom, I think, has this weird emotional symbolism to a lightning bolt. He does that song, Lightning in a Bottle, that is Tom Sandoval in the Most Extra Show. And I think he believes he is, I'm not joking, you're going to laugh. I believe that Tom believes that he is a bolt of lightning. And when I say that, I don't mean he literally thinks 
he can like, you know, like he's not, I don't know, maybe he fucking does think he's a real bull of lightning, but you know, like he thinks he is the equivalent of that kind of energy. Like I do a strike, dude. I just strike, dude. Boom. And I think in those kind of conversations that you have with somebody new where she's like, I think you are a bolt of lightning. You know what's so special about a bolt of lightning, Raquel? It just, you never know when it's going to hit, dude. And you know, a bolt of lightning, it's very rare that it'll strike the same location twice. It's just like me, dude. I'm always out there, dude. I'm always doing like mushrooms in a forest or I'm skinny dipping <laughs> skinny dipping in the pizza or you know like i'll wake up and i'll be at like an international house of pancakes without any of my pants you know i just do crazy stuff like lightning dude so i believe this was potentially a symbol like in their kind of weird little cat and mouse game with the with themselves where i think there was this thing and i'll go into this a little bit more of a theory i have um but I think this was a symbol. Like it was so on the nose though, but I think she was kind of at times almost wanting to be caught or daring Tom to push harder. You know, I was, I had gotten a piece of information that I've said many times from a very good source. And uh, they said at one point in October after filming that's that Raquel had said, like, if this is how it's going to be, you might as well stay with Ariana. So I think there was a, there was what I perceive and we'll probably find out more is that there was a time where Raquel didn't feel like she was getting as much from Tom as she wanted. So she would actually do things to kind of been like, Hey, you better, you know, you better show up, you know, you better get off the pot. You know, like I'm not going to be here forever. There's other guys that want me when I don't think she really thought about the, that's why I think she's like, devoid of emotion or she doesn't feel the way that some of us feel where you know really a correct right and wrong she was able to seemingly divorce herself from those and still be fully around ariana fully around these kind of situations even in group situations and that i think kind of even like really fucked up tom even more and that's why i thought he was even so much hyper you know in those scenes and you could say oh he's on that roll, he's on this i don't fucking know what, what I do know is that I see a guy that is like barely hanging on and he's overdoing everything. He's like, oh, you know, he's really just, it's that, that caricature of Tom, but on top of it, there's this Tom that's not wanting to be caught. And you can kind of like subtly see that in these scenes. But uh, I think this was kind of a symbol. So she gets this necklace, but also $780. Like, dude, sh doesn't Shine have jewelry? Dude, I, I, expect, I bet dollars down, I can get you a $40 lightning bolt necklace like that. Should, wait, Meditza, if you're listening, should we start selling lightning bolt necklaces? Like some kind of so bad it's good lightning bolt necklace? Anyways, they buy this necklace. Um, and Juliana Carroza, who takes these notes, she, want, she wrote a note to me going, this scene felt forced. Charlie didn't even ask why a lightning bolt. Um, or, you know, other reasons that it might be important to Raquel to spend that much. Um, I will say though, with that, who knows, she might have, and it might've gotten cut out. Um, but I, I know what you're saying, but also I think there is this kind of tendency with, uh, I hate to, I don't want to, but there's a type too, that people sometimes just buy things to buy things. And I feel like sometimes with this group, there isn't a lot of questioning when there should be until it's way too late. Like these people are so used to insanity that they just kind of let things happen and they don't even see it now because they're so numb to insane things that I feel like these big questions like, wow, why are you going to spend $780 on a lightning necklace that you just saw? Like it's an obvious question, right? To any of us. But on a show like Vanderpump Rules, I feel like they just don't ask these questions. And then it comes back of like, 
oh my God, I was there that day you bought it. Now, what the hell? I thought it was ugly as hell. We hop on over to the uh, the uh, Schwartz and Sandy's. And Schwartz and Sandy's, if you, just to remind you, it's a restaurant that will never open. I mean, it's actually open now. But also, I do want to point out, Schwartz is off filming in Australia. His um, Mar- like Life on Mars, that Fox reality show. So he's over there. I'm going to read a blind from Demois on the second part. Uh, Tom is on his tour and he said he was stepping away. But isn't it so fucking weird? It's like, it's not a fake restaurant. It's very real. But for, for having said that, for this being their dream, for this being their pride and joy, they put so much work. They put over a million dollars, allegedly, into this facility. And yeah, you got to make your money. You got to make your nut. But like, none of you guys are there. I'm imagining Brett, the GM, is there. I'm imagining Greg is there. But you guys aren't. And to me, that is wild. And I know that they will be there once season 11 starts filming because that'll be, but it's like, it's got to be more than just a location for filming. You know, like, come on, you guys. It really is shocking to remind myself again and again, all of these times that they complained about not opening, yet they were going glamping, Sheena's wedding, Tom was having a full-blown fucking, like, you know, midlife crisis, trying to keep two relationships going, and his business was, like, completely taking a hit from all sides, and it was he had all of those things going on except for this restaurant and shorts. I, it was it's just wild to see, and maybe that is the editing of the show, but it, it really so it feels so weird. Um, Sandoval and Schwartz are in there, and they're talking about the new brown maroon poo shaped. I'm sorry, U shaped couch with a high straight back and a leaf pattern of velvet material. And Sandoval's like, "Dude, wow, she's finally here!" And Schwartz is like. Wow, it's cozy too. Like, look at this beautiful thing we created, dude. He's looking at the restaurant. I've sat in that little couch. It's not that cozy. I uh, the high backs always make me scrunch lower. Like, I think my like my spinal column collapses a little bit. But they're looking at this restaurant that is not close to opening. Schwartz and a talking head's like, this booth, it's the last missing piece in this puzzle. That is Schwartz and Sandy's. <laughs> like, oh my God, dude, there's a whole separate puzzle missing. What are you talking about? The last missing piece. Are you kidding me? Like, now we can really start working. <laughs> now, now it's finally happening. <laughs> this is when I want Josh, that shitty, the TMC reporter, of like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, Tom and Tom, uh, I got you here at Schwartz and Sandy's. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, why the fuck have you not opened? <laughs> okay okay um what's <laughs> okay okay um hey what's the deal with you not opening <laughs> uh okay okay um why didn't you ever have a cook <laughs> um okay okay uh we're on the street tom is that you're having a football relationship uh b- behind your girlfriend's back okay okay um oh god shorts uh is is we get a flashback to june 2021 where greg the manager is like let's get to it and sandoval's like every time i walk in here it's such an optical illusion flashback to july 2022 sandoval goes Welcome to Schwartz and Sandy's. And Lisa's like, it looks great. Schwartz continues in a talking head. We're so close to being able to open the doors. And it's going to be glorious, man. And Sandoval's like, I'm jealous of Ariana and Katie's little spot. And Schwartz's like, it's like so manageable. People like come to me so often and they're like, um, 
They're like, what's your deal? No. They're like, just open. What's the problem? I'm like, dude, you don't fucking know what that entails, man. It kind of sounds like Schwartz might not know what it entails either at this point. And Sam was like, yeah, dude, you got to like staff the place. And Schwartz was like, yeah, to come this far and not be able to open because we don't have line cooks. Man, so fucking brutal. We'll have some people here on Saturday. Yeah. Try the new revamped menu. Have some cocktails. My God, if we do one more fucking tasting menu, like stop. Uh, Shorts like go through the motions, you know. They're bringing in a temp cook. I know, dude. <laughs> I know. And Shorts like, it just never ends. I just want to go hug my family. Fuck. I miss my family. And by the way, that's probably a really genuine moment. I know Schwartz's dad had some issues and Listen, when everything goes wrong in your life or when you're feeling the worst, you want to be that kid again that was having hamburger helper with your parents. Yeah, we're a hamburger helper family. You want to have that time where you didn't have any responsibilities. You thought you did, you know, but your responsibilities was like taking the trash out. You know, that was your big responsibility. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to do this. But this, you just want, you know, you can sense. And I think Schwartz is stuck in that of like wanting so desperately to be a kid again. And that's why part of his life, he acts like a kid. Um, Sandoval goes, um, yeah. Anyways, I want to go somewhere cool with Ariana. And Schwartz is like, have you guys been okay? Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes just like my very presence, like, annoys her flashback to the pool party where Ariana's like go away go away and then at Sheena's wedding in Cancun Sandoval's like hey Raquel hey Raquel here's Schwartz's room key and Ariana's like Tom get the fuck out of here which by the way two of those scenes right there they didn't show the full scene the first one was at the pool party where Schwartz where Sandoval was literally getting into a fight in between Lala and Katie and that whole thing and Ariana was like no you're not going to make a fool of yourself again because you don't do good in these fights and that's why she's like go away go away and the second one is that Tom was like gacked out on whatever he was gacked out and he was all sweaty and he was like he was being kind of a nuisance and I'm sorry that's the fallacy of a relationship you know you, you don't have to like just like look like with just doe eyes the whole time you know if your partner's being stupid after nine years you're going to you're going to hear about it what relationship isn't like that that's it's completely ridiculous um and schwartz is like yeah it seems like it speaks to maybe a bigger issue i think does it schwartz schwartz and a goes you never know what's going on behind closed doors but based off what i've seen they just seem They've devolved into roommates, you know, seeing a lack of intimacy when they hang out. They don't really like acknowledge each other. Uh, it's not looking great. Now, at this point, Schwartz fucking knows. And when he goes, um, he goes, <laughs> close, but based, but based off what I've seen, I'm like, you literally know Tom and Raquel have fucked. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, based on what I see, it doesn't look good. <laughs> he goes, there's a lack of intimacy. Because currently Sandoval's porking somebody else on the cast, um, you know, but also like Schwartz of like, oh, yeah, like the um, the old lack of intimacy, the lack of intimacy. I I've been there myself, my good friend. Like this is such a set up little like kind of like ask me about Ariana so I can say we're going through a rough time. Let me plant more. Schwartz, will you Schwartz, will you let me plant seeds? Will you, you will you team me up so I can plant seeds about how Ariana and me were going through trouble? It's potentially shitty. Sandoval, this is oh my god. Sandoval goes, it's like, dude, it's like Ariana. Like, when's the last time you've gone to the store and bought paper towels and toilet paper? Cause like I do that. 
you don't go out of your way to do things for me. And it fucking hurts me after a while. Like, I just feel like at times, man, that she just doesn't. And Schwartz is like, like you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't worry. I'm going to talk about this. Okay. I owe a huge apology right now to Tom Sandoval. When I heard that, um, when I heard that Ariana doesn't keep pins and batteries stocked, I was like, no, fuck, no wonder. Finally, the piece of missing information. Of course he cheated. You're telling me this lady didn't stock pins and batteries? How dare you? You're a monster, Ariana Maddox. How do you look at yourself in the mirror? This guy doesn't have toilet paper to wipe his gigantic asshole with? Are you kidding me? I've seen this whole time thinking Ariana was innocent. It turns out this girl isn't stocking fucking pins and fucking batteries. How the fuck is Raquel going to keep going without batteries to keep her going? Like, what are you? Like, I'm like, what? What? And also, he was on Howie Mandel, by the way, and Tom Sandoval said that he sends his assistant out to do all this stuff. So he's like, I do that, dude. I do the text method to my assistant to do the battery and pins. Also, what the fuck is going on with the batteries? Like, how many batteries is he using? Like, how many dildos, how many vibrators does Tom Sandoval use on himself? My God, what are you talking about? Like, pins and batteries? Dude, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, uh, talking to Sandoval, dude, he's got like, a real tough luck, dude. They're at the they're at the pins and batteries stage. I remember when Katie she stopped buying pins and batteries, and like I that was like it was like a nail on the coffin. It was like the final nail on the coffin, dude. And I was like, man, pins and batteries. Like I'm wondering, like he's like, dude. Sometimes like I just get and like I I just I start writing songs, and yeah, yeah. My band just mainly does cover songs, but sometimes I'll like have an idea for a song of my own, and or I'll I'll do like Schwartz's mom instead of Stacy's mom. Anyways. You know, and just like then I'll just start doodling, and just those pins go so quick, dude. And uh, batteries—I don't even really know what they're for, but I saw it on an MTV Cribs once. They just had a drawer of batteries, and I was like, "That fucking rocks!" But come on, man, come on, like, like workshop this shit before you put it on national television. Really, pins and batteries? Like you didn't go like, you know, did Santa Claus? Like maybe these guys are too close. Where Schwartz had been like. Uh, uh, on the battery. No, 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 <laughs> don't do that. No. Cause like, that's ridiculous. And you're, you're telling me that Raquel, like I would love Raquel's apartment in the reunion. It's just like, Tom can't get in the door. Cause it's just like a sea of batteries. He's like, fuck. Yes, dude. My fucking wet dream, dude. Now I'm finally being treated like a man, dude. Everybody bring batteries to his concerts. Um, I just thought this was the most ridiculous, sorry ass, uh, start of an explanation. Like it's okay to have problems in relationships, but this to me seems like a 12 year old's issue. Really? It's 12 year old. You know, like, dude, there's, you know, like this, this is it. Like, of course this is, you know, and you, you're cheating. You're, you're fully cheating. So like pins and batteries equals cheating. Like, you do. I mean, like it's so unbalanced there that I almost feel like if he, if somebody were to properly explain to Sandoval why this is so offensive, I would hope that there would be some part of him that, like, dude, like, dude, I'm so broken, dude. I'm so, so broken. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, 
sorry, Juliana Carosa just texted me who did the notes and uh, I wasn't ever going to say anything, but she, it was like an hour and 15 minute episode and she just stopped the notes. Like, I think like on, before the last scene and I was like, wait, the notes just stopped. And I had to go in and take the notes, but she, I, she just texted me to say, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot the last scene, but this shit is so intense. She, it, it, it's crazy. Um, Juliana, no worries. I can't text you right now, but I'll text you in a bit. Um, so I just think this is, relationships just aren't your personal assistant. You know, relationships aren't just like, and also if Ariana knew that these pumpkin lattes he was making her every morning, it wasn't an act of love. It was uh, something that Tom was wanting uh, paid back for. You know, there was an overall cost for these pumpkin lattes, but this was truly one of the most idiotic things that I've heard. And he seems like he's potentially full of them. And that's what I worry about Ariana not being there with him is that we truly will get the Tom Sandoval, the Tom Sandoval. And it's not that he's outwardly evil. He thinks so highly of himself and he thinks genuinely he is a good person. I don't think he still grasps what he did. Um, and he's really clinging to this of like, look at all this great stuff I've done. But this is the kind of shit that I hope he has somebody close in his life. I mean, I hope his mom with those Mickey Rourke boxer hands that he was talking about sits him down and like, dude, what, are, what, are, what, what is going on? Pins and batteries. Um, Schwartz still laughing goes, ha oh, you want to address those things? Cause like they magnify over time and then people just become too comfortable being dicks to each other. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Sandoval goes, dude, I Sandoval and I talking that goes, there's been a little bit of a disconnect. Um, you know, like, uh, I'm sleeping with somebody else. And we go, we definitely argue a lot more than we did for sure. Earlier on in our relationship, there's, there's times where I'll really make a point as to why I feel a certain way. And she can never just say like, Hey, you got a point there. I can count on less than a hand in our nine years together that Ariana has ever said like, wow, you're right. Ah, dude, like what a pussy, like, come on, dude. Once again, it's like, I, I, I know, but we're, we're judging what we hear. We're judging what we see, but relationships, once again, I hate to break this to people, uh, is not about this kind of all, you know, ultra scorecard that you're just judging, engaging every part of the relationship. And how often in a relationship by either side, are you like, you know what? You're right, hon. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're right as well, hon. Like that's just not a normal part of conversation. You kind of do things, life happens, but you're not sitting there going, you know, right. You were very right about that. Like Tom sits there thinking that he's right all the time. And he's really frustrated that he's not hearing it from Ariana. Um, but there are other people in his life. I mean, you know, Raquel, that probably is just, how do you get it right all the time? Oh, dude, you see it. Oh, Ariana never sees it, dude. Um, it's just not normal. Um, Schwartz is like, honestly, don't do what I did, which is like cheat, <laughs> which is procrastinating on that. Like we're eventually going to do therapy. Like I'm going to be back once I get this fucking bar open. You do not want Mr. Eventually. Yeah, sure. You know, but also th that kind of thing is that, you know, I hate that we have to keep kind of uh, reminding people of the past of what we saw. Now, I don't know. I'm, you know, I've hung out with Schwartz a handful of times. I don't know him. Uh, you know, seems like a decent person on the outside, but at his core, it's not even just the eventually. It's like literally you were like hooking up with other people. 
you 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 were sleeping with other people like you know you're just one of the most charming people that a lot of people have met so you get away with a lot more things i don't even think you're like innately evil i don't think you're sitting there you're going he 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 but like you are mr eventually in a lot of things but you know you don't seem to be able to honor your commitments in terms of your restaurant in terms of your relationship in terms of your relationships like he wasn't, he didn't owe it to Ariana to tell her, but the amount that he played into all of this was really fucking gross. He didn't have to tell her, but he didn't have to carry on in this way. Like he has like some school kid with a secret, like he, 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 come on. It's gross. Anyways, you go, Vanderpump Rules will return in 60 seconds. We usually get that on Summer House, but we got it on Vanderpump Rules tonight. Very exciting. You know, like, oh my God, what am I going to do with these 60 seconds? And then all of a sudden, 60 seconds is over and we got the music playing. It goes, I can't see you again. Make these wicked wild things in. We're at Ariana and Tom's house in Valley Village. Tom is wearing like a white shirt. He's wearing like a gray beanie. Um, you know, very kind of uh, a little bit of an Amber Crombie and Finch vibe going. And Tom's like, I'm going to make a coffee. You want one? And I'm like, Ariana, no, he's going to use that pumpkin dumpkin, dump, dumpling latte against you, against you. Do not want the coffee. And Ariana's like, yeah, I'll take coffee. Nothing too strong, though. I don't want to be up all night. And Sandoval's like, okay. By the way, even shit like that that Ariana says, you know, I mean, and Sandoval's head, he's probably like, dude, she used to want strong coffee, dude. She used to want to stay up late. What's this deal with getting older, dude? Ariana goes, well, we're doing four sandwiches tomorrow. The first one we might have out wrapped with our logo on these like stickers. And Sandoval goes, Sandoval's like, you guys have a logo? Can I see it? And Ariana's like, okay, yeah, let me show you. So this would be like on our window. And we see something about her, Los Angeles 2022. Very simple, elegant, uh, you know, just really awesome. Ariana's like, this is our stamp that would go on. And Sandoval goes, the sandwich. <laughs> like good guess, Tom. Uh, and it just says SAH with a laurel wreath around it. Um, and this is like Tom being sad, Naval. He's very he's like mopey in this. He's like, is there something I can help out with? And it's like, guys, you, he's guys, you see, he's trying. He's showing, he's really trying. What a good guy. What a good guy. But on top of it, I just want you to know he's already sleeping with Raquel, but good guy. He's like, can I help you with something? And Ari's like, no, just come and have fun. And sad, Naval says, okay. Hey, it was nice to see Katie and Lala last night. I'm like, no, it wasn't, you idiot. It was this is how big of a lie you're in. Hey, it was nice to see Katie and Lala last night. Even though it was a little rough on the day we went to the beach in Hermosa. And Ariana's like, yeah, and Lala asking me that stuff at the barbecue, like, whatever. I'm like, Lala, I want you to know I'm not mad at you at all. And, uh, you know, Tom has to answer for himself. Like, I'm not like your spokesperson, Tom. I mean, look, I think you should have just left because driving out there to that house. You should have been like, uh, this looks like a place where I'm not going to be able to get a fucking lift. And Sadnaval goes, I just knew that like, um, if I go home, I'm going to want to like do something about it. We'll get to that in a sec. But also this, you know, Ariana, you know, very logical. Like, oh, you see that, you know, you probably couldn't get a lift out there. But, you know, Ariana's sad point is, is that he could have. He was lying about not being able to get a lift. But also Sandoval wants to be like, if he he wanted to fix her pain about her grandma if he had come home. And he would have been probably frustrated and use it even further against Ariana that he wasn't able to fix it in an hour. You know, and unfortunately pain with deaths and all that stuff, they can sometimes take a lifetime and you're still not over it. It's like the bitch about life, right? Um, and on top of that, she had the dog. All of these bad things are happening, but Tom wants to be a hero. 
So Tom can't come home because he can't fix it. But then he's like also then hanging out with his like chick on the side. And that's making him feel so magical himself. It's just really fucked up any way you think about it. Ariana's like, well, that's how you are. It's like, you can't help. You know, I'm not annoyed. I'm, I'm annoyed. Not at you, Tom, but just obviously at life. It's like, just go away. You know, which is a very real feeling, right? That's real. She's had a horrible summer. And Sandoval's like, yeah, it's been a lot. Um, it just sometimes it feels, um, you know, like this. He's like, how do I bring this up? It's um, like, we haven't been as... Uh, He's like, uh, have you checked the battery drawer? Uh, did you notice there's just, um, you know, it's, it's full because of me. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was almost empty. It's like, I mean, I know your grandma, but like, we got to have batteries in the house. This battery, you know, they, we don't have fucking power without the battery. Uh, Tom, we pay the electric company. What? Are you kidding me? No, he goes, um, there's been a lot of things that have been, um, bothering me and stacking up and, uh, sort of swept under the rug and like, my very presence seems like it fucking annoys you. And Ariana goes, your very presence. I don't, I don't think those words are even words that I say. I'm just being honest. And Santa was like, that's another thing. Like you snap at me and like fucking belittle me in front of other people. Like <laughs> flashback to Cancun where Sandoval, you know, it's the same flashback. And Sandoval's like, and that like really hurts my fucking feelings. And Ariana's like, but yet you're the only person that I'm constantly wanting to hang out with more and I never get to hang out with you and have it like be us. And I've said that for months, you know, you peacocking on a night out, everybody else gets that. And I get like the leftovers. And so I was like, I feel like sometimes here, obviously with all the things that you've been going through and shit, I've been dealing with like shit. I don't feel like connected. Like we should be, you know, we didn't even take fucking pictures together at Sheena's wedding. Like Sheena's first wedding. <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. Sandoval, you you did fuck Raquel on that trip. Maybe you could have used some of that time frame to, like, do some glamour shots with Ariana. But we all make choices in life, right, folks? We all make I bet I bet Tom has some pictures of Raquel from that trip, right? Huh? You know you know he does. They show us various photographs that have Ariana and Sandoval in the photos, but not in any together. But also, you know, when you start getting in a long-term relationship too, is that you have like this whole history of pictures, you know, and, and as Ariana says, you don't need to feel bad about that, Tom. I, I don't think taking pictures together is a marker if you're connected to someone. And Sandoval slaps his leg. He's like, okay, dude, but yes, it is. Everything I say, are you just going to disagree with? And Ariana's like, no, I agree with what you're saying about us not being connected. And, you know, Sandoval's like, okay, yeah, okay. My plan's working. All right. Nice. Nice. Ariana's like, but remember, we would like cook dinner together and put on the war on drugs. And like, we don't do that anymore. Now, you guys, just sir, everybody, this this hit me because the war on drugs is one of my favorite bands out there. The war on drugs, their last two albums are two of the most beautiful albums. If you let them just kind of wash over you, I'm forgetting the dudes, uh, the, the lead dudes. It's just so good. And these albums, what's it called? Um, I'm blanking on the, anyways, I love the last two war on drugs albums. I think they're just, is like a better place anyways, but it's great music. And I just really pictured this, like, you know, just putting on music, making like, it just, there is a, a romance and kind of just sharing those moments. 
But uh, the War on Drugs, what a great, what a great band. I really, really love them. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's guitar, you guys. It's not pop. It's guitar and these kind of music. You know, they're like six, seven-minute songs that kind of wash over you, but really, really, really great. Uh, and that was very, I was like, oh, I can see that. Totally. And Sandoval's like, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Ariana goes, we would put music on the speakers and make dinner together. And now Sandoval's crying. He has his hands covering his face. Also, by the way, you know, hands covering the face when you cry usually sometimes means somebody can't cry. You know, you're covering up what you can't do. Uh, this is like a technique from acting, you know. But also showing your face too much when you're crying. There's a little bit of fakery in that. You want a little bit of half and a half of like holding down. Anyways, Sandoval's like, I just want to be better. You know, I want us to be more intimate, you know, butt stuff. Now he goes, having sex like four times a year. That also affects me. And Ariana goes, okay, well, maybe you need to spend time with me because I cannot have sex with somebody who feels like a stranger. Ariana and I are talking to goes, to me, quality time is one-on-one no distractions, no other people, like really focused on each other. I'm like, gross, Ariana. Oh, this and the batteries. What is wrong with you? She goes, I want that emotional and physical intimacy, but you can't like telepath your dick into a vagina from the Abbey, like, mm, which is hysterical. Cause she's basically going, listen, when I'm in bed, you're fucking at the Abbey. You're still out partying and I'm in bed. I mean, that, that's really the reality of that situation. And by the way, this is why it's so amazing that Ariana is out of this relationship. I mean, it really is. I think this is like going to be so good for her. I think Tom is still going to struggle with a lot of these demons that he's still, he's obviously struggling with very intensely. But I mean, and also with the Raquel thing, I think the Raquel thing, if you really look at it from all sides, it's like, I, I would love to know if Sandoval is going to sleep with anybody on his tour. You know, I see some of these like like young little girls on there, like trying to touch his body in some of these TikToks. And I'm like, dude, just I mean, like, 
maybe be single for a while. Maybe just sow your old oats. It's not even sow your wild oats. Usually people do that in their 20s and 30s. You're in your 40s. Like, you know, but like live your dream, but don't, I think he needs, he feels the need to have some sort of stability. And in his head, that's a, a relationship. If I'm in a relationship, then I'm not a douchebag. So like, maybe just go and just be like the, the caveman you want to be, go be the rock star you want to be. Um, but listen, four times a year, that's not a lot, right? There's some issues there, but I can understand like, these are very real things. And trust me, that is not the only couple that has, you know, started to not have sex as much. Even Schwartz talks about his relationship with Katie where remember like the season where they were kind of just like, yeah, where we, you know, with Stassi was still in there where they're like, yeah, we actually like not having sex and we're fine. We want to be together. We just don't want to have the pressure of having sex. And then Schwartz would be like, do you want to have candy in bed and watch a movie and not have sex? Like that was literally a scene in their house. And that made Katie happy in that. Um, and then Katie has gone on to say, you know, and I'm sorry, Miss Maloney, if you're listening, that 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 she has went on to have sex and she's uh, very much enjoys it. And I think Ariana probably is at that place where she might be enjoying sexual relations again. But sometimes when you have this much, you know, emotional warfare, you, you're this connected with somebody or have so, this much history with somebody. Sometimes that makes the sex even even tougher. It's not just that kind of like drunk, exciting sex that Tom like wants when he's drunk, you know, at two 30 in the morning at one of the bars on Melrose, you know, like there's more to it when you're in a long-term relationship. Sandoval's like, what, if, what if like you would consider us actually hanging out? And Ariana's like doing an activity, going for a walk around the neighborhood, making dinner together. Not us like necessarily like going out and getting drunk together. And Sandoval's like, that's like your definition of quality time. And Ariana, Ariana's like, but that is the definition of quality time together. And Sandoval goes, it is not. That is your definition of quality time. <laughs> so this is like, this is the crux. This is it right here. Tom is Peter Pan. He does not want to grow up. He is literally Benjamin buttoning before our eyes. You know, this is him. Like finally, all of his carnal desires are finally coming to the forefront. He is there. And to him, the definition of quality time is out on the town, is buying shots for everybody at the bar, buying everybody's drinks, being the life of the party, sitting around, laughing, talking, music playing, all of this stuff. And sometimes the party just is over. Sometimes it's time to go home. And for Tom, he's going to keep pushing. And I think that's hard because you don't, it's not necessarily the strongest foundation. Like when I was the, uh, I was a GM at a, a nightclub a long, long time ago. And it was like a weird three years of my life but it's something that wasn't sustainable. Like I would, I mean, I would get hammered every night with clients. I would get, I mean, it was just, it, you, I mean, it was just a lot, but your job was to be a part of the party. Your job was to make, you know, people have fun and to sell a bunch of booze and to drink a bunch. And it, it's just a really, really tough lifestyle that doesn't really do a lot for relationships in the long term. But Sandoval still is in this kind of magical thinking where he's like, I'm a reality star, dude. And I have a kick-ass cover man, dude. And, you know, like people like me and Ariana, she just sitting there making me feel stupid, not buying batteries, dude, watching Love Island, man. But like, you know, Ariana's, you can have different definitions of quality time, but I really think, I don't know, there's not going to be a lot of people, you know, Sandoval, I just, I'm sad because I feel like, oh, he's going to be one of those dudes though. He's going to be in his fifties and his sixties. He's going to have that girlfriend that's probably in her thirties, early thirties, not Raquel, you know, and eventually, you know, it's, you've seen it. 
you know, and with Instagram, you see it more and more. He's going to be that older guy that's going to get the younger girl because the younger girl hasn't been put through torture, you know, <laughs> through relationships at that point. That's why it seems like men go young because the older women have been put through such trauma by guys like Sandoval and Schwartz, you know, so like, dude, you know, 28 years old, dude, like a real chippy, dude. It's not, you know, uh, I've shown her the world. I'm, I'm worldly. Anyways. Uh, the producer and talking to Sandoval goes, what's your ideal way to spend quality time? And he has that like weird black and, you know, white polka dot shirt. And he's like, um, let's take some mushrooms together and watch the sunrise. Uh, let's go skinny dipping in the pool. Let's go hang gliding. I like, um, stimuli. I'm like, dude, it's a Wednesday. Calm down, man. But that's it. I mean, listen, I know Tom likes his mushrooms. I, I enjoy mushrooms, but like, there's also a time where you pick your battles. Like I would never, you know, like I, I, you know, mushrooms maybe once every six months, maybe like if, if, and that's even a lot, but when you get in this kind of way of thinking of like life is a constant adventure, like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain and up. But at the same time, you still have this one foot that you're wanting to have this kind of stable life. But at the other one, you want to be like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, that's just not way the world works. I mean, you can, but like, then be honest with your partner that that's who you are now. But life isn't just like on a Tuesday. And also, as we get older, it's just that lifestyle is just so you're just going to it, it burns out really, really quickly. But also, if he's just like the, this is his ideal way to spend quality time is like get a bunch of fucking heroin, dude. And just like, you know, get on a roof and see if you fall off, man. You know, like just have one of your friends just throw bricks at you until you like feel something, you know. Put your dick into a big pile of wet mud, you know, just roll it around and see if it does anything. Um, you know those hairs on your butt? Like burn some of them just so you feel something, you know, like real quality time, you know, like get into a car and just crash into one of your neighbor's parked cars and just run and just hope you're never caught. Um, you know, plant like um evidence somewhere and get one of your friends busted, like for drugs or something. Just really live a life, you know. Um, just go off to Mexico and get a fake ID under a whole new personality and just kind of live out your days. But, but at the same time, hang glide, jetpack, all of the cool things like that. Oh, you know what? Another thing is you could build like a, a whole costume out of metal and like it could do cool things like um, like a jetpack. And the producer's like, are you talking about Iron Man? Oh, yeah. I knew that sounded familiar. But yeah, do it Iron Man, dude. Like I have a fucking like a you know, a tin suit. They just did all these kind of cool things. Oh man, I got to talk to Schwartz about that. Like we could probably make one of those, dude. Just like really live, you know? Uh, do you want to have kids? Yeah, dude, there'll be plenty of time for kids, dude. We're in our twenties. Um, Tom, you're actually uh, 42. Oh dude, age is the number, dude. <laughs> Sandoval goes, Dude, why do you wild out and get drunk and sing songs with like Logan, Ariana? You don't get drunk with me. Now, he's talking about her best friend, Logan Cochran, who's been on the show before. And, and I know Logan even before I did the podcast. Uh, really good guy. And also he's Ariana's BFF, like this, this other guy, Brad. But Logan is that, it's like her best friend. Like he is over there just doing, I mean, like, listen, I've seen him just do Beyonce dances all the time. Like that's, he, he is a fun dude. Like people just fall in love with Logan. He's a really, my mom loves Logan. My mom's met Logan a couple of times. Really good. He's one of the, um, the GMs now at Tom, Tom, but you've seen him pop up in a bunch uh, of the season. Just a really, really good guy. 
Um, but yeah, he's like that fun guy. Like, and also when you're out with Tom, like Tom does have like a group of people around him and Ariana has her people. I used to think that was a strength, like, you know, at Coachella, you know, everybody, everybody did have their groups, but I thought that was kind of like the setup. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't really, I didn't really question that or think it was weird. It was like, oh, good. Everybody has friends. Everybody's, and they all seem like they like each other. And it was weird for Sandoval to pull Logan's name out because like, I know that, you know, Logan up until this point liked Tom, you know, to a degree, uh, or did like Tom a lot, you know? I mean, they're both from St. Louis as well, but I thought this was like really shitty of like, yeah, Ariana's allowed to have friends, Tom. You know, you have a lot of people around you. Ariana goes, you don't like the same things we like. And Sandoval's getting worked out. He's like, yes, I do. You don't think that I fucking like Beyonce? Tom, I'm warning you. Don't ever bring up Beyonce again on this show. Other people can say her name. You can't. You cannot ever bring up Beyonce's name again. You can fucking, you can bring up like the Goo Goo Dolls. That, you can bring up Goo Goo Dolls. You never say Beyonce. Never. And Ariana's like, you don't sit up there and watch episodes of Love Island with me. And Sandoval's like, well, no, I don't have time to watch 50 goddamn episodes of Love Island. I don't. And it's like, first off, you do. You fucking are out clubbing most of the time. Don't act like, like truly that you were out there romancing somebody else and you were just out there hanging at places like the Abbey. And also you don't, you don't have what it takes to watch 50 hours of Love Island because that takes commitment and commitment is something that you are not obviously good at. Now, people like me, I love Love Island. I can do the 50 hours because I have trained in watching television and Love Island is a very good show. And so you two strikes right here, the Beyonce mention and the Love Island rip. Don't do it. Ariana goes, that's literally all we talk about. And Sandoval's like, was like, fuck. And he's like slurping his coffee. And Sandoval goes, I love you. I just want us like to be better. And Ariana goes, I do too. You, you have just as many like guards and walls up as I do. Just different. Which is such a fucking key sentence. Is that, listen, Tom, you know, listen, you've got, you, you know, like that walls and guards. Kind of like saying like, dude, you have secrets too. You ain't the easiest. Mm. So I thought that was a very interesting scene. And this is the kind of shit that he was telling Howie of like, I was trying to like break up with her. <laughs> but the, the problem with Sandoval here is he kept going and go, I love you. I want us to do better. But he didn't really. He didn't want to. Like he knew that this was over. It's another beautiful day in sunny Los Angeles. And we skip over to James and Allie's apartment in the Miracle Mile. Everything's good. Just come tonight and then we'll be back tomorrow early evening. He's on the phone with his brother, Harry. Thanks for watching the cats. I really appreciate it. Give mom a kiss. I love you. I'll text you later. And Harry's like, all right, mate. Tell Ali I said, what's up? Okay, I will. He hangs up and starts to play his music track. Dance with the groove. All you got to do is move. Dance with the groove. All you got to do is move. Allie comes home and she and James kiss. And Allie's like, are you practicing? Which is so funny when like, are you practicing DJing? And James is like, yes, I'm so nervous. I'm so excited. I'm nervous. And Allie goes, I don't want to hear it anyway. I want it to be a surprise. And James is like, we kind of have to get going soonish. James in a talking head. The time has finally come. I'm going to perform at Imagine Festival, a three-day festival in Georgia. Every time I read my name on this flyer, it's Cascade and DJ James Kennedy. I just feel butterflies in my stomach. Guys, night! And we see the editors do this funny little troll where they show Cascade at the top of the poster. And then they're like, wah, wah, and go to the bottom of the poster where James Kennedy is. Which, by the way, troll, but like, I will, I've always given this to James. 
he works his fucking ass off and we might laugh at it, you know, but like, as you see this season, people are starting to believe in James again. He's getting to a point where he really can make all his dreams come true. Listen, I had friends that went to his show in Chicago sold out. Like this guy is, is doing it. And these people aren't there to make fun of them. Like people are at the Tom Sandoval show right now, which is just this whole other bulb where I just, I'll never understand. Um, James is like, thank you for being there for me, Ali, and supporting me through this. And Ali's like, of course. Uh, James continues in a talking that Ali's coming with me. We just want to support each other in things that not only makes us happy, but then they feel like our needs. Like my DJing is paying the rent. This is what keeps the ball rolling. James talks to Ali. Could be life-changing. Who knows? It's going to be sick. Pack the bag. The car's going to be picking us up and taking us to the party and then taking us straight to the airport. Ali's like, what's this event? Because I would like to know what to wear. And James is like, the event is for something about her. That's the name of the sandwich shop. There's going to be like a tasting of some of their tasty sandwiches. Oh, cute. Any attire? I like when this felt like you, Ali, did you just hear about you? You fucking know the part. Come on. James is like, Lisa's going to be there. And Ali goes, oh, so wear a gown. <laughs> no, I'm wearing this. He's got on a t-shirt, relaxed pants, and a sweatshirt tied around his waist. The only thing that actually James does put on is he puts on those big Air, AirPod Max Pros. And I was like, James, you're literally wearing huge DJ. It's so funny. James like, are you down to have a chat with Lisa at this event with me? It'll be me and you and Lisa conversation just to be like, okay. And Ali goes, about what? James in a talking head goes, first impressions are important when it comes to Lisa Vanderpump. You know, when I'm introducing her to Ali, I almost feel like I'm introducing Ali to my mom. It's like, oh God, mom, I hope you like her. Oh my God, I'm not doing good on the DJ James Kennedy accent. But it is cute that Jane, I mean, for all intents and purposes, uh, at times, Lisa Vanderpump might have been a more stable force in terms of that kind of, you know, I don't want to, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of might more firm with James when he actually needed somebody like that. So I do find that relationship interesting. Uh, so uh, Allie is like, sorry, I, I just lost my place here. Whew. So yeah, they're talking, uh, have this conversation with Lisa and James is like, I feel like she doesn't know you yet, Ali. And I was like, I'm stressed. James continues in a talking head. I just want everyone to get along, you know, get invited over to Villa Rosa for a couple dinners. You know, he clicks his tongue and smiles. James goes, I've got a whole bunch of errands to do on Monday. And Ali's like, yeah, the therapist is up there with them. We get a flashback to the previous day at lunch. And Ali's like, sometimes when you can be reactionary and get loud, and I think that it's good to be aware of it and work on it, maybe get a therapist. And James is like, I got to be better, babe. And I will. I'll do that. I'll promise. James goes, I'll definitely at least set up a session for Monday with someone. And Ali goes, I'm going to hold you to it. I think it'll be good for us and for you. I don't think like you've been crazy or bad or anything, but I just don't know. I don't really like what I saw in Hermosa. Uh, they flash us back once again to that Herm Hermosa beach day. And James is like, you joke about my old proposal right here at the beach. And Schwartz is like, it was a bad joke. Hilarious. Go make another bad joke. You're a fucking joke. Fuck you, fat fuck. Uh, Ali says, I just know that the emotions do come out and they can come out like really intense and oftentimes directed at your friends and people you love. Wow. Isn't that an amazing kind of summation of DJ James Kennedy? 
Raquel, do you really think this was your replacement? Come on. You could have never said that. That's really just dead on. James is like, well, I mean, there's only so many situations I can take before I get pissed off at something, you know? James in a talking head, when you watch a movie and see someone in therapy, okay, it's usually about someone who doesn't have their life together. It's kind of normally someone whose life is in shambles. And I just never felt like my life has ever been in shambles. You know, I had $12 in my bank account at 16 and worked at Coffee Bean on South Beverly Drive. And here I am, like everyone wants to tell me they have such a problem with me. Take a look at your life, then take a look at my life. I'm DJ Jane fucking Kennedy. Guys, night, poo poo head. You're a poo poo head. This is so sad though, because I see what he's doing and I see what he thinks about himself. And I like, we all see like the underlying, like the underlying issues. Like even Ali sees it. But you know, it's like, he so wants people to think that he has his life together. It's, you know, like, look at me. I built myself up. My family's had such issues. I take care of them. But look at me. They didn't say I could make it. But DJ James Kennedy is playing the Imagine Festival and not one of those fat fucks. It really is like this kind of weird sweetness to it. But there's so much covering. You know, there's so much covering here that I, I hope... Allie can convince him to actually commit to therapy because, you know, imagine the strengths of DJ James Kennedy with actual therapy that he paid attention to. Like, how fucking strong would that be? Allie goes, therapists are great. You can unpack, like, childhood trauma. And James is like, I don't have childhood trauma. <laughs> you know, like, I don't need to talk about the engagement failing and my fucking world-class proposal going to shit. He literally calls it a word, my fucking Rochella proposal going to shit. It's everyone around me that keeps telling me I need to talk about it. It's kind of fucking annoying, honestly. Allie knows all of this is wrong, but once again, just kind of plays with it. You I mean, dude, this dude does have childhood trauma. Like, we've talked about it on this show. And also, to his point earlier of, like, you know, I've never had my life in shambles. You, you know, the editors did a real kindness where they didn't, like, flash back. And, like, Lisa, Lisa, don't fire me, Lisa, please. I need this job. See you next Tuesday. It's the only thing I have. Like, we, you know, editors controlled him so intensely right there. We're at Lala's apartment in Los Angeles. Lala's like, I know it's not a sandwich. It's more of a hamburger. But do you think this bag is too much? And she pulls out a sparkly hamburger purse from her closet and it has lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, onions, and pickles on a sesame seed bun. And Christina's like, oh, my God, this is perfect. And little Lala's like, yeah, I got a little purse down here, too. Woo! We shoot over to something about her in West Hollywood. Katie and Ariana are setting up for the tasting. And, you know, they're just doing the little thing, setting up. And then we zoom over to Schwartz's apartment in Valley Village. We're shown the normal mess all over the place in complete disarray. Schwartz has headphones on doing push-ups. And it's like, what? stop. Like we get every time you guys film at Schwartz's house, you got to show him like juicing or like putting like on clothes or, you know, trying to get his life together. And it just makes you sad every time. Cause he's like doing like push-ups on those things that you buy at like fucking like one, you know, like those, the two handle things that you do push-ups on, by the way, we see a, um, a blurred out Andy Warhol, uh, Jack's Taylor print that actually Ariana brother, uh, Ariana's brother, Jeremy made of Jack's, uh, we see that Schwartz has one of those in his apartment. We see a Lisa Vanderpump, like weird kind of uh, you know, decorated poster as well. It still looks like a complete disarray. It's wild. Um, so uh, Sandoval enters. He's like, knock, knock. And she was like, oh, just get a little session in. Yeah, going back and forth. What happened to your uh, – um, Schwartz is like, 
what happened to your shirt there, Sandoval? And Sandoval was like, spilled some coffee on it. And Troy's like, you sure it's not self-tanner? And Sandoval's like, well, I got a vintage suit I'm wearing with the vintage shirt tonight. He shows Schwartz the outfit. And Schwartz's like, oh, I like that. I'm excited for Katie and Ariana. By the way, I'm going to go in there like hyper positive. And Sandoval goes, everything's cool with Katie, right? Like, you're okay to come. Why would he be okay to come? Why after the last couple of episodes would we, like literally, this is like this Schwartz, every fucking scene with Katie in the last couple of episodes, he'll be like, I'm, I'm so fucking happy that I'm never fucking with her again. I fucking so dislike her. Like that's literally the Hermosa Beach scene. They did the Cancun scenes. And it was like, it's so embarrassing for Katie to watch back. Like you, I know you're, you're on a show and you have to go probably, but it's just gross. Like, stop saying you support somebody. Like, you probably do support her, but stop saying the other thing. Like, I'm just, I'm so glad I'll never have to be with her again. Like, that shit is set out of rage and anger, but we've got to grow up enough to, like, hold those demons back sometimes. Like, it's just, like, his default thing is to say shit like that, and it makes him look like a real putz. So Sam was like, um, and Schwartz is like, I mean, uh, we really didn't talk about it, but it was cool for me to come. And Sandoval goes, Ariana kind of invited you, you know? Oh, you mean your friend Ariana Schwartz, your friend Ariana that, you know, your other best friend is cheating. You know, oh, okay. So Ariana was being a friend to you and being solid. Interesting. Schwartz goes, yeah, I know. Like if I get any sense of Katie being uncomfortable about me being there, I'll just, um, yeah, you'll probably stay. <laughs> and by the way, Schwartz does this nod and clicks his tongue going sideways. Have you noticed in this episode, everybody was doing these weird click tongues like, oh my God. What if that's a sign that all this is fake, you guys? What if it's fucking some kind of um, Morse code? Yeah, the click tongue thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Schwartz goes, I'll wait outside for you guys if it goes bad. And Sandoval goes, just dip out to Thur. Yeah, we got to dip out. Dude, you got to dip out? Let's dip out to Thur, dude. Schwartz is uh, goes, I know Katie's still pissed at me. She did text me the other day. There's some sort of like gossip blogger and they're like, I saw Schwartz and Raquel and they were making out all night. And Sandoval goes, that's insane. Probably thinking, oh my God, have they caught me? Uh, what, by the way, what gossip site? Was this Dumas or was it Bravo and Cocktails? Um, I'd be really curious of what the actual thing here was. Um, Schwartz goes, I know, my God, dude. Because I explained to Katie, which is the truth. And he hands his phone over for Sandoval to read the proof. Raquel is kind of my dude bro girl. Schwartz girl, Raquel is kind of my dude, bro girl. Like she's my friend. And Katie sent me that the other day. And I shut that down immediately. And they show Katie's text. And Katie's like, your dude, bro? Hello. <laughs> okay, Tom. 1000% a lie on my life, Katie. I've never kissed her since Cancun. And then Katie's like, I'm sick to my stomach. Schwartz's like, Katie, we didn't make out. Pull the security footage. Me and Rack are not a thing. We just made out once in Mexico. And Katie's like, I believe you, but this has been thrown in my face for weeks. This is what I'll say too, though. Like, this is their relationship, sure. But like, Katie is on such a good path right now. Did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? I mean, she looked, looked hot last night. Like, stop with the texting, Tom. Like, just don't. Don't. It does not serve you at all. Like, trust all of us. Don't. It's like the sick pattern you guys have that you both need it. Like it must be like very addicting to like, to, it, it must be very hard to stop doing that, but like, stop, you are in such a better place. 
Like, just don't, you don't like, it's like, let like truly let Tom figure out what he wants his life to be at this point. You are so like, don't keep going into this with him at all. It will not be worth your time. And George is like, I don't know how to interpret her being so upset about something that's so fucking silly and innocent. I'm so tired. It's not silly and innocent though. She said it meant something to her. I know you like make out with everybody. So it's silly and innocent to you, but it wasn't to her. Um, so also there's a theory here that maybe Schwartz has to prove to Sandoval right now that he doesn't like Raquel as well. Cause he's, you know, like, listen, cause Sandoval now has expressed interest to him about Raquel. Who knows? There's so many interesting things. And unfortunately seeing who this involves, will never probably get the, the true answer from these, these doofuses. Like we'll never know the real real because these guys you know we'll catch them in a bunch of lies but it would be nice for some time like okay this is why i did this this is why i said this schwartz and italian goes i would have never kissed raquel had i known the fallout that was gonna happen afterwards and how much it was gonna hurt katie yes you she told you a million times it would hurt her i feel like i'm taking crazy pills you're i don't i hate the word gaslighting but my god like do you understand if somebody says something to you that's an actual statement like that is a statement that is actually the gives you the hint of what is to come. It was a lovely kiss, but like it was not worth the blowout. Schwartz goes, I think she's at the tail end of this whole Raquel thing. And now I just need to let it breathe for like a month. And then what? What do you then what? Are you gonna tell her about her other your the girlfriend living with you? Sandoval goes, Did you see Katie's mom? Watch it, Sandoval. Schwartz goes, Yeah, I dropped the dogs off. How's that been? Well, you know, she's upset with me. She sees her daughter is distraught and upset, and I'm the one causing that. Like, here's my impression when I walk in and see Katie and her mom. And Schwartz presses a button on this little goat toy that has a high pitch, like, yeah. and Sam was like, I'm sorry, dude. Terry Maloney has main cast energy. Like, honestly, Schwartz, you better step it up, or Terry might replace you at this point. Um, ugh. You know, I just feel like at this point, maybe 10 seasons in, they don't worry about this stuff. But how do you not stay up worrying at night about the fucking people that you make jokes about in these scenes? I'm not talking about these two guys, but just in reality shows in general. Like, I would just be so scared of like, oh, my God, did I say something about my mom and dad? Like, oh, my God, they're going to see this. What are they going to think? I would it would just keep me up at night. We're back at something about her. Katie and Ariana are making cocktails and lighting can candles for finishing touches. And Katie's like. Candles are lit. So first we're doing the Greek salad sandwich and then they're doing the saprasada. And then um, Penny's like, are you going to name one after me? And Ariana's like, yeah. I'm like, Penny, why don't you work first before we name a sandwich after you? Who even are you, Penny? I just met you. Penny goes, if Lisa Vanderpump has a sandwich named after her, I better have one named after me. No, Penny, no. I need you here because you want to work, not because you want a sandwich named after you. My God. James and Allie arrives at the sandwich shop and James is like, hello, congratulations. Yeah. And he has his big Apple AirPods Max around his neck. And Katie's like, do you have a minute to hang? We have 20 minutes. And Ariana's like, can I make you a welcome cocktail? Anyway, so they're getting like cocktails. They're passing the sandwiches. And James is like, those are beautiful. Ariana hands a sandwich wrapped neatly in brown paper and tied with a twine ribbon. She's like, this is our Greek salad sandwich. And James takes a bite and goes, wow, wow, wow. You look so happy and excited. Oh, wow. This sandwich. Is Schwartz coming tonight? That fat buck. And Katie goes, 
Um, well, I, I haven't talked to him. If he comes, he comes. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Right, 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 right. And Ariana suddenly knocks a glass off the table. She's like, oh, my God, it didn't break. Oh, my God, thank God I didn't break it. <laughs> yeah, because if you broke it, it might have been bad luck, right? <laughs> and and luckily, you didn't break it, and nothing bad has happened since. Uh, Lisa arrives, all smiles. She's like, there's something about her. <laughs> I feel like Lisa always waits for, like, the audience applause. I'm like, here I am. <laughs> Nigga Lisa in the time here head goes, I'm really happy to see Katie and Ariana actually moving forward. They've taken the space. They've got the concept. As I always say, if you want something done, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. By the way, they're shooting Lisa Vanderpump's talking heads through straight up Vaseline. Like it was, I was like, where does, it was so glossy. It's like very Chris Jenner. Uh, but by the way, she's right. Uh, James is like, I'm headed to my music festival. Imagine music festival, DJ Cascade. Lisa goes, oh, are you really? Yes, I'm very excited, Lisa. How many people are you playing to? Well, it really doesn't matter, Lisa. The matter is the connections I'm going to make. And my baby over here is coming to support me, as she always does, as with everything she does. And Lisa goes, maybe to keep an eye on you is a better way of putting it. And Allie's like, no, I'm, I'm coming to support. And James goes, Lisa, she's not a pushover. She stands her ground. And Lisa goes, she clearly needs to. She needs to. And Lisa wags like, you naughty boy. To be the other half of James Kennedy in his life, you need to hold tight and stand strong with this one. He can be disrespectful. To me, he's not. And that's only because I would... Remember that time when DJ James Kennedy was drunk and like Ken got involved and he, you know, he's like, Ken, no, Ken, no. And Ken is like, I'm going to knock your smock clean out. Lisa and the Ned goes, you've got to put a firm bit in his mouth. And that's what Ali needs to do because on his own, I'm not sure he's going to make it. Now, Ali goes, well, I think he's getting a therapist on Monday to talk about some anger issues, which, by the way, they're, I love that they're talking about therapy of like, yeah, you can just pick up. Uh, you can find a good therapist immediately. We'll get you in on Monday. Um, you know, it's not like that in person. Um, but it's good that Ali said this in front of Lisa of like Ali's like, oh, you know, Lisa's like very good, very good therapy. DJ James Kennedy's like, um, yes, it's not a big deal. I'll go for a chat about it, you know. And Lisa goes, you're getting better. And James like, thank you. And Lisa goes, but you're still not there yet. And I was like, yeah, I'm not quite. And Lisa goes, I've always been very invested in this young stallion. And James leans into Allie and says, I love you. And she says, I love you too. And Lisa's watching. And Allie goes, I know, I get it. He liked so much more. He, he's like so much more new and he's special. And Lisa goes, yes. And then to James, you know that I suppose soon you'll be making so much money. You'll be sending me flowers for my birthday. And James is like, oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. And I was like, happy birthday. And James hugs Lisa. I love you. And Lisa's like, I love you too. I do. And James is like, bye girls. I should take one for the car ride of these sandwiches. huh? And Ariana's like, you should. Thank you. Love you guys. Please be safe. And then they hate head off for DJ James Kennedy's Imagine Festival. Lisa is now in there with the ladies. She's like, let me try one of these sandwiches. And Ariana's like, oh yeah, please try this. This is our Greek salad sandwich. And Lisa's like, 
Oh, with the pickles, the red onion. Oh, I like the presentation. It's, it's unique. It's sexy. Which, by the way, the less, you mean a sexy, unique restaurant, Lisa? Uh, she unties the twine and unwraps the paper. And Penny's like, thoughts, questions? And Lisa goes, I love it all. I mean, this is so good that you probably will not have to burn this place down for insurance money. Not that I've ever done that. And she goes to Penny, I knew you would come in useful one day. And they all laugh. And Katie's mom, Terry, arrives. And Katie in their talking head goes, I'm so happy that my mom could be here to see me take this step as a business owner. And I also want her to, you know, be comfortable here because I'm going to be putting her work, her ass to work ASAP. And Lisa to Terry's like, are you having a proud moment? And Terry's like, I am. I have goosebumps all over. I, I have to take a picture of that, which is the pile of sandwiches. Lala, Christina, and Logan, uh, not Logan Cochran, but Logan No arrives. And uh, they're getting all these drinks. And uh, Christina, Kelly asks, is Raquel coming? And Ariana goes, no, she texted. She said, I don't want to make Katie feel uncomfortable. Uh, you know, they're obviously very touch and go. So, and Ariana in the talking head goes, once again, I'm in the middle between my two friends and I'm not going to pick a side. It all feels like a really great compromise. It makes everybody happy for once. And Lisa goes, all right, I'm going down to Sir and see what's going on. And Katie's like, oh, hey, I'll see you in a minute. Ariana gets a FaceTime call from Sheena. And she's like, hi, cuties. I miss you. <laughs> I wish you were here. Um, uh, I, I'm not feeling well. You know, she, no, she goes, I feel fine, but my test is unpositive. Unfortunately, I'm missing tonight. <laughs> and Ariana goes, I, uh, I feel like I should save you a sandwich. Ariana uh, says, Sheena's on FaceTime. She wants to say congrats. And Sheena's like, the sandwich shop looks so cute. I can't wait to see it in person. Hi, Terry. Katie goes, thanks. And Sheena goes, okay, I love you guys. And Ariana like, goes, I love you. We're missing a Brock. I'm like, I love you guys. Congratulations on the sandwiches. Terry goes, I know. I've heard nothing but good things. And Penny goes, and she's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it like it's my own daughter. I'm going to get her married off. And Terry laughs. And Katie goes, I got to get divorced first. Inner Schwartz and Sandoval, both carrying a bouquet of flowers. Like, Schwartz, just, just be a good guy. You don't need to do the flower shit. That, that's all weird. Like, just, just be good, you know? And Schwartz is like, Ariana did invite me, right? And Sandoval's like, yep. Uh, Penny goes, okay, once that's final, we'll get Katie married off. And Lala goes, oh, I love her. And Penny goes, do you need a husband too? And Lala goes, done. And Christina goes, I'm good. Schwartz goes in to Sandoval, like headed in the door. He's like, you go first. And then Sandoval pushes him through the door. Just a bunch of funny guys. And Sandoval goes, oh, hi, how's it going, everybody? What's going on? And Schwartz is like, oh, wow, this space is this space is perfect. Sandoval gives Ariana the flowers. She thanks him and laughs and they kiss. And Schwartz goes, hey, I got you these, Katie. And Katie's like, oh, thank you. And Schwartz is like, I'm a little jealous. I mean, I love our spot. Ours as well. Like, you know, let's not get into that. This is fucking perfect. But Schwartz does that like patented Schwartz thing where he's like, okay, I'm going to come in. I'm going to say how amazing it is going to give a compliment. And then I'm going to bag on what I do and then say, forget it and give you another compliment. It's like textbook Schwartz. Katie appears emotional at hearing this compliment, but says nothing. Terry's mom takes a picture of Ariana and Katie standing next to their sign. Something about her. And she's like, okay, real quick, a mom picture, okay. And Katie's like, mother, she says it that way. She says, M-A-W, she goes, mother, um, gets a nice photo. Katie addresses everyone and says, anyways, this is just the beginning. This is what eventually is going to become something about her. 
Ariana's like, just a taste of what is to come. And Katie's touching the sign. This is the foreplay. We're going to go down to Sir, where we can be more comfortable and sit down and have more drinks. And Ariana goes, we have three more kinds of sandwiches coming, and we'd love feedback on them. Everybody cheers and claps. Um, so now they are going to uh, go down to Sir, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump. Like, really, really, I mean, truly within walking distance. They have a uh, private party area in Sir, and Christina goes, hi, Lisa, we're back. And Schwartz to Lucinda, the designer of Schwartz and Sandy's, is like, my God, the sandwich shop is going to like open before us. Oh, just kidding. Katie and Ariana arrive, and Ariana stops to hug Rocky Raquel, who's waiting in the private area. And Ariana's like, hi, how are you? It's like, I'm good, congrats. And Ariana's like, thank you. And Schwartz is like, I just wanted to say happy birthday, Lisa. Sorry I missed it yesterday. I love you so much. And he gives Lisa a kiss on the cheek. Thank you, darling. A server walks in with a large tray of sandwiches. Uh, Ariana's like, okay, guys, these are the three sandwiches. Get get digging in there. We see Ken waiting for a sandwich. Like, oh, I need a sandwich. Oh. And then he literally walks up to the person serving sandwiches. And he's like, did you hear a say that Tom Sansa falls and they got in a jacuzzi? May I have a Greek goddess sandwich? <laughs> Anyways, the sandwiches look delicious. Everyone's helping themselves and enjoying. What's the price point of these sandwiches? What are, we, what's gonna, what is, what are, what are these sandwiches going to set me back? Ariana with her mouthful is like, oh my God, I'm drinking, trying to wild out with you. And Sandoval with his mouthful goes, I love it. You know, kind of poking fun a little bit about like what he considers quality time. And um, so... There, uh, Sandoval and I talking to goes, Ariana and I have been together for nearly 10 years, and obviously, I love Ariana. Really, is it obvious? I couldn't tell with that dick and somebody else. <laughs> High five, okay, nobody, but because how different we are as people, we've kind of grown a bit apart. Yeah, Sandoval, we've heard it. Ariana goes, Oh, you need that bite right there, Sandoval, you the with the jalapenos being very cute. Sandoval continues in the talking head, The issues Ariana and I are having are not just her fault, they're mine also. I'm hoping Ariana and I can get back to where we were. Do you mean not sleeping with Raquel? <laughs> yeah. Also, what a fuck, what an amazing dude, dude. He's like, hey, these issues aren't just Ariana. I might be at fault too. I'm literally sleeping with somebody. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not funny, but it's like, he's like, I don't want it every day. Hey, audience, I want you guys to know. It's not just Ariana, dude. She's just, don't, hey, I know you're going to blame her entirely. But listen, I have a little of the blame too. I'm sleeping with multiple people. <laughs> like, dude, she's so dark. Um, so Sandoval on the next sandwich, she's like, I'm really excited about this one. I'm like, why? Is it young and dumb and willing to listen to you? Sandoval continues in the talking head. Ariana, the best relationship I've ever been in. But also like, I feel like Tom's like, but you know what? It's not perfect. I bet the next one I can perfect it. Um, also, these these kind of videos right here, they've never done this at a reunion. And I, don't, I know they're not doing it at this one, but this is what I would love. I, I've said this before, you know, with the Potomac reunion, but I would love for Andy to eventually incorporate video footage where he shows Tom Sandoval what he said in Talking Heads. Like, Tom, what did you mean here of like, uh, you've done things too? Were you referring to you um, having sex without a condom without with Raquel? Was that what you were referring to? Like, I want people, I want to see them watch themselves. I want that. 
Like I want to, I want them to watch it. Like I want Raquel, I want Andy to be like, Hey, you were smiling. Talk to Ariana about her sex life. Um, what were you thinking right there? Like, I want her to watch that shit back. Ariana and Sandoval are standing close. They're chewing together, wiping each other with napkins. And, um, they kiss with their mouths full, super creeps. And Lisa's like, Raquel, do you want me to taste it for you and make sure they haven't poisoned it? <laughs> Raquel holds a sandwich sitting next to Lisa. And she's like, yeah, please. Um, Schwartz is like, let me see, Terry. I just got the spicy turkeys with uh, Katie's mom. And Schwartz is like, wow, look at the packaging. And Terry's like, I know. And Schwartz is like, we had so much fun the last time we hung out. And we see photos of Schwartz and Terry. And one of those photos looked like they were at Schwartz and Sandy's. And it's cute. You know, it's like, this, this is a real relationship. And Terry's like, I know. That was a fun Mother's Day. Thank you. You know that was special to me. And Schwartz goes, I know. That was good. Like, we had a good cry. You know, just as hard. And by the way, I'm going to try to be nice here. because, But, you know, because I know... You know, when you're a mom, you know, you do, obviously she loves Katie more than anything, but she, you know, loves Schwartz as well. And she probably, you know, was aware of some of these things, but more and more information, like imagine that kind of horror, you being a parent and then watching more and more of this come out on TV. And there's only so many times you can be told by someone of like, that's just the editors, man. Like, I'm not like that. You know, Jax did that all the time too. You know, and there's only so many times you can be like, well, boys will just be boys, you know? Um, Schwartz is like, just as hard as it was to break up with Katie, just knowing that I'm not going to spend the holidays with you. And Terry's like, well, I always told you that you're going to be family. Always. You're going to mean a lot, but you know what? You blew it. You and Katie, of course, you're going to date other people, but you had a mutual agreement. Nobody in the friend group. They see Katie sitting nearby, which by the way, what Terry said right there, it's like, isn't it funny that the women, like, you know, we had Allie saying something earlier that was just right on the nose. We had Ariana saying something. We have Terry saying something. I'm like, it's just this simple. There's nothing more to it. You had a mutual agreement. And once again, you, you pushed out on it. That's it. Nobody in the friend group. There's not, doesn't need to be like picked apart and thought it like this was important to her. You agreed upon it. And then all of a sudden you were drunk in Mexico and you decided all of a sudden it wasn't, you know, that's it. It's just that simple. You know, that's it. And Schwartz is like, you got to remember that she divorced me. Come on. It was the right decision. Like, it broke my heart, though. I was a mess. But six months went by. I was drunk in Mexico. I made out with Raquel. And you got to remember, I play like I'm dumb, Terry, all the time. No, but it's like six months went by. Like, okay, once again, though, that's not it either. It's like the friend group part because he didn't wait six months to kiss somebody. The dude had kissed a lot of people in those six months, period. There's no arguing that point. He did. Sorry. But they weren't in the friend group. But this was a very simple thing. It wasn't like he just like, I was like dry as a bone, dude. Didn't do anything till I was drunk in Mexico. It had officially been six months and daddy needed a kiss. Like, come on. That's what it is. Just, but once again, it was like, okay, sure. But you did have an agreement, right? That That's it. And you said you wanted to be friends. So wouldn't, uh, you know, even if you want to be friends, don't you do things to respect your friends unless you're Raquel? Anyways, they show Raquel applying bright pink lipstick across the room. And he goes, and I wasn't thinking about the tentative verbal agreement we made to not make out with friends. Maybe it's a little insensitive. And this is a good point of view coming from you. You know what I mean? Don't kiss her ass, Schwartz. Don't, no, 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 no. Terry, by the way, her voice breaking is like, but I just want you to understand that it's kind of a real slap in the face. 
that is so hurtful to any woman. I mean, today I was sitting with Katie and she just started crying and said, it's just so important to me to have this friendship with Tom. And George is like, I'm here. I so fucking love Katie that I can even sense her. I don't even need to look at her. I can sense her. Terry, I'm a Jedi. I can sense my ex. <laughs> By the way, they do a shot of Katie just kind of staring. I can sense her. Dipshit, you can see her too. I can sense her, Terry. I have a gift. I don't like to talk about it, but I can sense exes. I can sense women, Terry, for real. Like I'm talking to you right now, but when I close my eyes, I can see you. I can sense you. I can smell you. <laughs> Just so fun. I can sense her. I love her so much. I just, yeah, you do. But then, but then back that up with like, you talk shit about her in front of her. That scene with her and Satchel, you know, that's not the only time where he's like, I'm so fucking glad I never have to be with her ever fucking again. I hit her so much. And I know like that's just in the moment, but come on, like realize these words mean something. So these words don't mean anything. And Terry's like, it's just what you did to her. You really hurt her. Was it worth it? And she was like, no, it wasn't worth it. Raquel can't kiss with her tongue worth a damn. No, he's like, no, it wasn't worth it. And Terry wipes a tear. You made Terry cry. And she was like, I just want to say I love you very much. And he looks like he could cry. I mean, it's a sad scene. Like, I'm trying to kind of make uh, make it a little funny, but it's just not. It's one of those. It's just sad. It's sad. And I, I wonder, this is a wonder. I, I kind of wondered in this scene if Schwartz wanted to almost tell Terry of like, uh, also Terry, uh, you don't get it. But like Sandoval's cheating on Ariana with Raquel. So like, like, it's not like, I didn't even want to dude. Like, I wonder if there was a part of him that wanted to like say something. Anyways, Ariana and Raquel go to the garden bar to do a shot. And, uh, She's like, oh, my God, the garden bar. When I worked at Sir, for some reason, they always put in the garden bar, and I hated it. We get a flashback to 2015 where we get Dodie there, and Kristen Dodie's like, hi. And Ariana's like, hi. And Dodie's like, can I grab a drink from you? And Ariana's like, I really don't feel comfortable serving you alcohol, to be honest, which I love that they're soft-launching Dodie again right before she comes back next week. Raquel orders an espresso martini. Uh, good to stay up. Ariana goes, uh, can we also do two lemon drop shots, please? Anyways, I'm glad you're here. I know I said that already, but I'm glad you're here, Raquel. You were invited. And Raquel goes, yeah. And Ariana's like, but I'm understanding of Katie's feelings because when I put myself in her shoes, I'm like, I would feel some type of way. And Raquel's like, definitely. And Ariana goes, what one thing I always want to reiterate with her is that Raquel is still that sweet person that I, I I love her. Like, like Schwartz is the person that you had this agreement with, agreement with. But when I've said that, she said, well, when we were at that wine shop that night and they flash back to that wine shop scene with uh, Raquel, Ariana and Katie and Raquel's like, I literally point blank asked Schwartz if he wanted to make out. And he like completely turned me down. He is respecting your boundaries. And Katie's like, I know, but, you're not. And this is the scene where Ariana looked at her in shock and was like, wow, Raquel, I didn't know you had it in you, which should have been like, Ariana, man, look, if she can do that. And Ariana says, we all cried together and we hugged and whatever. And when you sat over there, you 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 said you feel like those cha things changed with Katie when you were in Vegas. We flash back to the Vegas dinner where Katie's like, I'm trying to move some past some, past some shit that you just did, Raquel, I could literally light your ass on fucking fire for what you've done. Which, by the way, Terry, if you're listening, 
what happened? Did Katie was did she did you did you did you let her play with matches? What she loves the lighting on fire thing, and I I want to know is that where where does that come from, Terry? I need to find out. And Raquel's like it kind of changed me because I realized I shouldn't really put so much emphasis on what other people think of me and like trying to earn somebody's friendship. I don't need to be friends with Katie. I don't need to be friends with Lala. And that trip just showed me. Um, listen, what she's saying, I get. But you don't have to try to be friends with somebody. Like, listen, listen, let's let's talk truth. Lala was straight up like mean to Raquel, even before any of it. Like, like Lala was kind of flat out just making fun of Raquel, like just to her face, behind her back. Lala was before any of the scandal shit happened. Now, Katie actually had a day, like had a reason. Like, this person was admitting to trying to kiss her ex husband. So it, there's a difference there. But I, I get the like, yeah, you don't have to prove anything to Lala. I mean, now I guess you, I don't know if you, you, you got to prove a lot to a lot of people at this point. But, um, and which by the way, that's the other thing of like, why if Raquel comes back for season 11, like she, you know, she's learned a big lesson. She doesn't have to prove things to people. Like, where are we going to go with season 11 with Raquel? Um, it just doesn't add up to me what we would expect from this at all. Uh, Raquel goes, um, I did want to ask you though, like, how are you in Sandoval? Are you guys okay? Like great transition. This is what I'm talking about, about those scenes in reality where you're like, okay, we need you to ask about this go, but this is even darker because Raquel knows that she is sleeping with Tom Sandoval. And Ariana's like, yeah, we had a big argument last night. And Raquel's like, okay. And she's like, she's her facial expressions in this whole scene. And Ariana goes, he feels like he's not being heard, which is why he's always the loudest person in the room. And Raquel's like, do you think, because I remember when I opened up to you about James and I not having sex and you told me that. And I was like, yeah, Sandoval and I sometimes go through dry spells. Raquel literally says Sandoval and I sometimes go through dry spells. Now you kooks out there, you flat earthers, you thought this meant that like this was, oh my God. Well, one, I saw one theory of like, yeah, because Ariana already knows they're sleeping together. So they were talking about it openly, you know, and then I heard like, oh, she slipped all that. I think it's not even that. I think Raquel and her warped mind says, like when I went through a dry spell with James Kennedy, Sandoval saying the same thing with going through a dry spell with you. Like Sandoval and I sometimes go through dry spells, but it is great if it's accidental. This is where that idea I just had about the reunion, like show that footage and ask Raquel what she meant by that. And Ariana immediately goes, we do. Yeah. When you come home after working all night and what you're like, just going to whip your dick out. And I'm going to be like, yeah, let's fuck. Like that's never going to happen. We had to spend time together. You know, this is, I, I, you know, all you women listening, this is, you know, listen, you guys are there to service us, the men. I mean, and the fact that, you know, Ariana. So now, I mean, it's like, we don't got the pins. We don't got the batteries. I mean, this, you know, she's, she, and she's not, she's not letting Tom whip it out when he comes home drunk from the Abbey. I mean, this, I mean, this truly is a diabolical monster, but I, I mean, it just, that's one of the things like, okay, so women, not even just women, but sometimes, well, people want closeness in a relationship. People want romance. People want love, you know, like sometimes people just don't want dry fucking, you know what I'm saying? Sorry, everybody. Raquel makes a disappointed face and purses her lip to the side of her face. <laughs> and the production plays tense violin music. And Ra Raquel's like, I feel like in a relationship, you should want to like have sex. And Ariana goes, okay, K, but you have to be like emotionally intimate before physically intimate. 
by the way, Raquel, I mean, I just hate it because Raquel's probably going like, oh my God, Tom Sandoval's like fucking me six ways from Sunday, treating me like some kind of wild animal, you know? Like, and he's like, what's emotionally intimate? Right. Like, uh, all I do is just stare at that galaxy light and disassociate as I let Tom put it anywhere. Raquel goes, See where guys are emotionally intimate at one point. No, see where you guys are. You guys were emotionally intimate at one point, obviously, right? And Ariana's like, yeah. When you spend time together, like if you want to connect, you have to work on your connection. And Raquel's like, do you feel like you're sexually attracted to him? And you tell she's kind of like, like I hope not. This would be a lot easier, maybe. And Ariana's like, oh my god, I think he's so fucking hot. Listen, Ariana's, she's not well. No, I'm joking. You know, by the way, I thought, you know, Tom was a good looking dude. I think Tom is a good looking dude. I don't know. And Ariana goes, but then I'm not hot. You know, you don't look at my body and go, yeah, that's what I want. I want cellulite, fat thighs, big ass and bingo arms. You guys, what are bingo arms? Does that mean like bingo? And you're like, you pink, you put up your arms like one of those car dealership. I mean, what does big arms mean? But it just goes to show you, we all have some kind of weird body dysmorphia because Ariana is like a beautiful, beautiful woman. And I, uh, but like, this is, but this is, this is how people and especially women sometimes are made to view themselves. I mean, I, I hate to be open with you. Like I, I've yo-yoed in weight all my life. And I, uh, I said, I sometimes don't feel sexy. No, but like, it is one of those things. Like I remember I was like, I don't want somebody to see my body. Like I, I know that's embarrassing to admit, but it's one of those, you, you're just like, Oh, gross. How do you explain that you, you know, sometimes overeat? How do you explain to somebody new that, you know, like, it's like, you're like, oh God, because you want anybody that you're with to like, you know, like be, I don't know. It's so, it's so, it's so hard, man. Life, life is hard, you guys. Anyways, Raquel goes, Ariana, stop. Ariana, I feel like a lot of it's in your own head. And that makes me really sad. Raquel, <laughs> just Raquel, girl. Oh my God. It's in your own head. You know, it's not, you know, it should be in your head and I'm bonking your boy. <laughs> and no shit. Raquel starts to fake cry right here. And she's like, hey, God, I do that to myself too. It's fucked up. Like, I think that we're a lot prettier than we think we are. And we're our own worst critics. And I think that translates into our sexual lives. Like, and like, she goes, I think we're a lot prettier. And I'm like, well, one of you, one, one of you is definitely prettier than they think they are. And Ariana's like, oh, absolutely. And Raquel goes, now that I'm single, I think sex is a very, very important part of a healthy relationship, especially sex with your boyfriend. And Raquel and Tanya goes, I'm sure Ariana's body image and insecurities have a toll in the issues that Tom and Ariana are having. If you're not feeling good about yourself, there's no way you'd be having good sex. Wow, Raquel, that's so deep. What do you think about the horrible things that you're doing to Ariana? Have you really thought that out? Like you've thought this out, but really kind of right. And also if Tom was a gentleman thinking about all the death that she has gone through that summer. And also if Ariana does have this body image issue with herself, that Tom, like he has before, has told her you're so beautiful. Like trying to get here, that that's what she's talking about. Emotional intimacy. If she does have issues, yeah, she's never going to be that person of like, let's throw down and fuck. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe at least with Tom, who knows? But, mm, and Raquel goes, clearly you want to stay in this relationship. And she's like, says with holding her breath. 
And Ariana's like, yeah, I do. I would not be having this conversation if this wasn't who I want to be with. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. Um, my point is that not everyone is that way. And for me, I knew that I should have broken up with James two years before. Even that's gross. Like, girl, two years? Girl, what? what ugh. Raquel goes, because I wasn't attracted to him anymore. And Ariana goes, I think we'll talk it out. We'll be fine. And Raquel heaves a giant sigh. Uh, okay. Well, let's take this little lemon drop shot. And it's been sitting here for a while. And they cheers. It is really weird, though, because she's crying for this personal information. And Ariana really does not see this coming, you know? She thinks she's talking with a friend. They're sharing stories. She's sharing secrets, let alone Ariana sharing that with the audience as well. But it's really hard. And just so you remember, it's not just Tom. It's the Raquel part as all. Well. She played a hell of a part here. This is really, really bad. It's really, really personal and gross in these details. And Raquel, and, and the thing is, I've watched this scene so many times. You can kind of see moments of Raquel trying to read Ariana, but sometimes you can't see anything in there. That's the thing is that you're trying to see where she is, what she, what's her take, what's her stance. So uh, Katie is talking about her sandwiches still. She's standing with her brother, Joey. Joey, her brother was there as well. And Joey actually got into it as well that night, but they didn't show him. Um, Ken is by himself eating. He's like, oh, this is good. This is, and he's, Ken is actually saying to the sandwich, sandwich, did you know Raquel said was Tom Sansibol when Oriana's grandmother died at the jacuzzi? They bring out the final tray of sandwiches, the Saprasadas, and Raquel's at the bar with Sir Manager Peter Madrigal. Madrigal. And Peter's like, cheers to a great summer, Raquel. <laughs> Poor Peter. Uh, Lala is like, hey, family. And Lisa's like, hello, beauty. Did you like the sandwiches? I did. And King goes, the vegetarian one. It's amazing. Did you know Tom Zanzibar? And Lisa goes, oh, yeah. I actually tried a couple of them before because we had a little test in my house. My house, our house, but my house. And Ken goes, when she kicks me out, it'll be all hers. And Lisa goes, when I finally see the light, right? After 40 years. Wouldn't it be great if Ken was like, I've been fucking Raquel this whole time. <laughs> and Lala goes, well, do you think that people my age can go out and find somebody that they can be with for 40 years? And Lisa's like, of course you can. It depends, you know. What do you want to put into it, you know? Do you want to be an influencer? No, she didn't say. Lala goes, I just want another baby. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, yikes. Uh, watch out, the Don. No. And little Lala's like, yeah, put one in me. Lisa stares at her and Lala goes, I want to experience that moment again of bringing a baby into my home, you know, because I'm very scarred with what I'm going through right now. And the next go around, I want an absolute with my future kid. Lala and Italian head goes, I absolutely want to give Ocean a sibling, but I want to know that the next child that I bring into the world, there is no chance of this baby being taken from me, which is what I was talking about earlier. Lala says, I don't want to be being around my child every single day to be dependent on someone else's behavior. Lala continues in a talking head. So the next step is to get a sperm donor and my co-parent will be my mama. Now, you guys, this is so cool. So bad it's good. I want to announce that I, Ryan Bailey, uh, have volunteered uh, as a donor. Uh, a lot of us... Uh, a lot of us podcasters will be donating to the Lala Kent Second Baby Fund. And uh, you know, we're very excited. Very excited. 
Uh, anyways, Lala goes, does that make sense, Lisa? And Lisa's like, yes, but that's a hell of a line you've drawn in the sand. Wouldn't you just want to be in a loving relationship and feel secure with somebody and then have another baby? And Lala goes, well, of course, I hope that's what my future holds. You know, somebody who I love and adore and we grow old together. Uh, they do a shot of Ken. But I also don't want to put my life on hold to wait for a man to come into my life. I feel like I'm in the first time, a very, very long time, I can recognize myself again. And me too, little Lala, yo. Um, which I was trying to think of season 11. What if we get a Lala pregnancy storyline and then they do bring Britney and Jax back and we get a Britney second pregnancy storyline. And that's the thing is, do we want a pregnancy storyline? Do we want that? I don't know. Like it's so much more exciting to watch these people burn their lives to the ground. These kind of things where like motherhood where it's like a beautiful thing. You're like, yeah, it sounds amazing. You're doing a great job. You know, it's like, yeah, it looks amazing. I, I don't need to see it, but you, you are, by the way, there doesn't seem to be a bad mom on this show. Do you notice that? Am I forgetting? But there's everybody seems to be great moms. Schwartz sits down at a table. <laughs> He's like, Do I smell bad? And he goes, Oh, yes. Oh, Luzin, Lucinda, the designer, sniffs him too. He's like, Yeah. And Schwartz is like, Because sometimes when you buy a new shirt, and I bought this shirt today, and you don't wash it. And Lucinda's like, Yeah, you don't smell great. Oh, really? I need a lemon. And I was like, what? You need a, a what? And he takes a lemon wedge from the table and wipes it under his armpits in public on camera. And George is like, my hippie friends used to do this. Did they do it in public? Or did they go to the bathroom and do it, Schwartz? My God. Like, what is it? Like, Sir's health code is priority to C. You just knocked it down to a D right now. My God. Like, I'm praying for the, like, fucking lemons and limes over at Schwartz and Sandy's. Like, my God. Guys, if you go to Schwartz and Sandy's, just bring your own shit. Like, this guy's rubbing shit on nipples and, uh, like, under his pits. Like, what? also, you just tried just flat out deodorant. And also, Schwartz, it's not how new shirts work, bud. It's just not. Do you know how sometimes if you get a new shirt it makes you have the same body odor that I've had my entire life. Oh man. <laughs> By the way, I'll shit you not. I bet he fucking did all those push-ups and then didn't shower in between. He's like, Oh, I'm good looking. I don't need a shower. <laughs> Schwartz goes, I just don't want to risk someone drinking with that, that lemon. So just don't touch that. Hey, Tom Sandoval, we have a situation here. What's up? Uh, you know, when you get a new shirt sometimes and you sweat in a new shirt that you haven't washed, do you have anything? Because I just put um, lemons in my pits. And Sandoval's like, I didn't bring anything with me, dude. Which is weird because Sandoval probably already has like a fuck kit where he's just like, when I like to fuck at the Abbey afterwards, I always have a kit of stuff to wipe up my pubes and things. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, Sandoval. Oh, it's me, Josh. Um, Is it true you have a fuck kit? <laughs> I'm so sorry for the people listening the first time that have no clue what I'm doing. I don't either. So anyway, Sam was like, uh, it's worth like, okay, well, don't use that lemon. Sam was like, okay, I'm not. Lisa, by the way, there's a shot of her sitting with Nicolaine. Nicolaine, sexy beast. He steampunk decorates all of my restaurants, Nicolaine. We see Janet and Jason, my friends, Janet and Jason. Janet was on Kristen Doty's podcast today and Janet's uh, helping with something about her and Jason, her husband, they're both really great people. Raquel walks up to the table of people and Katie's like, Hey, and um, Daniel uh, says something like, we're talking about eating ass over here. Get your ass over here. Raquel goes, Oh, fun. And Daniel goes, nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Daniel. I don't know what that whole little bit was. And Raquel goes, 
uh, Katie, I wanted to congratulate you on your sandwich shop. After I got invited to Tom Tom, I figured it would just be the best that I just didn't show up. Katie looks at her and says nothing. And Raquel goes, but I tried your sandwiches. They taste bomb. What, what I'm saying? Vibe bomb. They talk bomb.com. And Katie goes, thank you. Raquel goes, yeah, I know you've heard about Schwartz and I'm making out of the bio yesterday, which you proceeded to rage text Schwartz about. Katie's facial expressions right here are amazing, but also Raquel's facial expressions are like, boop, 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 boop. She's like getting stern with Katie of like, let me, you know, AI, artificial intelligence is just getting so good. Katie goes, I didn't rage text him. Where did this bravery from Raquel come from? Did, did Sandoval instill this new bravery into Rocky Raquel? It is wild how ballsy she is. Like, what? Raquel goes, so are you asking him, like, if we did it or not? What was the point? And Katie goes, yeah. Because basically he gaslights me saying I've been overreacting to the whole, like, Cancun thing. Raquel goes, you filed for divorce. If Schwartz and I made out there or not, it's like none of your business, is it? By the way, now Raquel, every time she says Schwartz, it sounds like shorts. She's like, if shorts, if, if, if khaki shorts and I made out. Katie goes, why are you talking to me about this? What the fuck are you doing right now? Raquel in the talking head goes, Katie's never been one of my friends. Flashback to 2018. Raquel's like, you guys don't see the James that I see, but the James that I see treats me like a queen. And Katie goes, but there's no seeking pity on him. There's no more like letting things go. And Stassi's like, no. And Katie's like, like, I'm past that. Like, dude, that's enough. Hate to burst everybody's bubble though. Remember this when DJ James Kennedy would make fun of Katie's weight. Remember that? Remember that? DJ James Kennedy, like I'm saying, we love him now. Just tentatively love people on these shows. Um, Raquel continues in a talking head and goes, and Schwartz has told me how much these rage texts from Katie bother him, but he doesn't have the balls to say anything. I love that even Raquel knows that Schwartz is a pussy. Uh, he doesn't have the balls to say anything about it. In this situation, I would appreciate if someone would stand up for me and my behalf. Dude, Raquel lives in a dream world, man. Um, so Katie goes, uh, all I know is that we were together for 12 years. You cannot even comprehend. I think that you, and Katie goes, no. And Raquel's like, should not be like texting. And Katie goes, no. And Raquel's like, these things. And Katie goes, why? Why? Because why? It's not your place to tell him. Why is it not my place? Why? Who he should and should not be hanging out with. And we get a shot of Terry, Katie's mom, listening. And Katie's like, what does it matter to you? You've been living your life. Like, you have a boyfriend. And Katie's like, and and I don't have a boyfriend. And Satchel's like, oh. And Raquel goes, oh. And Katie goes, I've had conversations with him about this, about respect. And Raquel goes, also, I don't appreciate the fact that you're trying to threaten, like, taking the dogs away from him. Like, And Katie goes, you don't have to appreciate anything. We see a shot of Tom Schwartz standing in between these ladies, trying to keep them at bay. Oh, kidding. I'm sorry. We see a shot of Tom Schwartz hiding behind a bunch of plants, like Canis Luan, but less drunk and on his feet. And Katie in the talking head goes, I don't know what possessed Raquel to come and tell me how to run my life. I would sooner have somebody like off the street just tell me to like how to run my life than let Raquel come and tell me she doesn't appreciate me texting Tom about our dogs. Literally shut the fuck up. And Katie goes, what don't you get about this? How thick is your skull? This is my husband. Husband. Raquel goes, that's so messed up to say, though, because like obviously you're separated. You don't want to. Raquel, you don't want to be with him. Do you want to be with him? 
You've been friends for five minutes. I'm getting to know him. He's very kind and sweet. Step off of it. You have zero respect, Raquel. No empathy and no respect. No empathy. That is a very interesting word right there. Raquel goes, I don't know about it. And Kenny goes, how the fuck were you raised? And Raquel goes, maybe I feel more empathetic for shorts than you. Meanwhile, at the table nearby, Christina, Terry, and Lala have been listening to their conversation. Lala appears to be biting her tongue and forcing herself to stay in the chair. Katie's like, well, that's fucking clear, Raquel. Raquel goes, that's just my opinion. And Katie goes, that is your opinion. I think you should stick it up your ass. Katie turns to the table. Current, Katie turns to the table of her mom and Lala and goes, are you hearing this shit? And Lala goes, yeah, I'm in awe. And Lala's smiling and shaking her head. And Katie's like, Raquel, Raquel, get the fuck out of here. And I think you should fucking leave. And Raquel goes, look. All I know is that I had a bomb ass fucking glamping trip with my best closest friends and it was a vibe and the best time. Okay. So she used bomb ass and vibe in the same sentence. Like what is going on? She's trying to be powerful and like stepping into some kind of power and it just doesn't work on her. Katie goes, and Tom is not one of them. Raquel goes, no, but he's a new addition in my life. Katie turns to the other table and goes, yeah, I'm losing my fucking mind. And Lala goes, you have more of a productive conversation with a pig, all right? Be done with it. And then little Lala goes, pig, bitch, pig. And Lala on the talking head goes, I don't even know why Katie's wasting her time arguing with this buffoon of a person. Come on. We know her for a long time. What do you think you're going to go? You're going to get nowhere. And Terry, Terry steps in and goes, can I ask something? Terry, you know, spotlight on her, ready to claim a lead role here. Goes Raquel goes, what? You don't what, Terry Raquel? What? What? What, Terry? What? How dare you, Raquel? And Terry's like, when we had dinner, did my conversation to you mean anything? And Raquel goes, oh, God. And Katie goes, don't say, oh, God. That's my mom. You treat her with some fucking respect. And Lala, Lala's like, where the fuck were you raised? And Katie's like, where were you raised? And I actually was kind of like, wait, actually, I'm like, where actually were you raised? I kind of got, I'm kind of curious now too. And Lala goes, I mean, come on. And Katie's like, where were you fucking raised? You, Katie, you're a little fucking see you next two day is what you are. And Lala goes, oh, and little Lala goes, snap girl. And Katie goes, walk away. Ariana walks up at this moment and Raquel stays seated with a pout on her face. But still just a pout. Like at this point, I would be full on sweating, like just like rope-a-doped. And like Raquel's just like. And Katie goes, talk to my mom with respect. She was fucking nice to you. And Terry goes, oh, Katie. Oh, Katie. Hold, Katie. Please don't do that. And Katie goes, no, I'm so fucking done with you. I am so fucking done with you. Lisa looks from her table with Nick and Lane. It's like, what was that? Do I smell ratings? And then we see Ken like, did you know Tom Zanzibar at Raquel? Now Schwartz from his table. Now he's moved from the plants to a table far away. And Schwartz is like, oh, she sounds really mad though. Oh, oh. Someone from his table goes, Schwartz, talk to her right now. Sandoval has shown up standing next to Ariana to see what's going on. And Raquel's like, from my experience, from my friends that fucking support me. This clamping trip was a big mistake. She got way too cocky. And Katie's like, what fucking friendship? And Terry's like, Katie, Katie, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I was just trying to be really respectful to you. You hurt me so much. And Raquel goes, I was being honest. We see uh, Brett. We see Simon Curtis. I'm like, Brett, actually, Brett was on the show a couple of weeks ago, all friends. And Terry's like, 
you were being you were being honest and like I want to make out with Tommy and I'm sitting there going wow and Sandoval butts in which is so dark butts in as for his fucking like two bit like you know floozy side girlfriend to stand up for him making out with Schwartz like it's so weirdly incestuous Sandoval butts in and was like they were not together and Katie goes I haven't signed any divorce papers and Sandoval goes Katie you were hooking up with another dude while you guys were living together and Ariana yells will you let Terry finish. Let Terry finish. And you know, Tom's just going, batteries and pins, dude. Fucking batteries and pins. Terry goes, Katie still loves Tommy. Tommy still loves Katie. They're selling their home that they wanted to raise a family in. That's so hurtful. Once again, this is so simple, you guys. Sandoval and Italian goes, I think it's um really tacky to have your mom fighting your battles for you. Nobody's going to clap back at like Mrs. Maloney. It's kind of fucked up, Tom. Is it as tacky or more tacky to have a mom, say, invest $250,000 into a, a restaurant that you're actually really not focusing on because you're putting your dick in somebody else uh, and in a 10-year relationship and starting a band? Is it tacky like that? And you go, in terms of tackiness, where are we with the tacky thing? Like, Because that could be considered tacky. But this, I guess, tacky? I don't know. But that's tacky too, right? Like, if, that's, if this is tacky, you got to say that's tacky. I don't know. Um, Raquel goes, you were the one who told Sheena that you and Terry goes, shut up, Raquel. That is so wrong. And Santa goes, but that actually happened. These people thought like you wouldn't like take these cameras down. Like I like normal people. Katie goes, Sandoval, go away. Just please walk away. And Sandoval's like, you think you own the floor? You think you own every situation? Sandoval has a real problem with women speaking their mind. Do you notice that? Ariana doesn't praise him and say that he's right all the time. Katie said, like, he's got a real, there's like a real woman issue here that I really unfortunately didn't see, even though people have said about it in the past. I apologize. Camera pans to Lisa, who has a hurt, disappointed, yet titillated expression on her face listening. And Katie goes, Tom, don't get, you don't get to do this. And by the way, she means Tom Sandoval, because Tom Schwartz is still hiding. <laughs> Sandoval goes, how do you think that felt to Schwartz? You're banging some other dude. How do you think that felt to Schwartz? Well, I don't know, Tom. Um, Schwartz had like fucked a bunch of girls, um, during their relationship and stuff like that. How do you think that made Katie feel? It's just so weird. Like, you know, there's always like a yin yang. There's always an action and a reaction. It's so wild. Right. But no, we don't think any of that stuff right now. Schwartz is sitting from his table, quietly watching behind a wall of plants. Raquel leaning over and putting her hands on Katie's leg goes, sorry if it hurts. And Katie goes, don't touch me. I feel like Raquel was almost like, I, I know this sounds par paranoid, but Raquel was almost like asking to be, like it must have taken everything for Katie to not lay hands on her. And I feel like this is the weird disconnect too, is that Raquel's almost like putting herself in situations. And I feel like she potentially did that again when she got caught by Sheena that night after all this, like when, you know, got busted when Sheena like pu pushed her against the wall. That was another night where I think Raquel gets in these spaces where she gets in somebody's personal space. And it's almost like this, I don't know if it's like daring to like, Oh, but it's weird. It's like you almost are asking for somebody to like get handsy with you. I do you know what I'm saying? Um, Raquel goes, Oh, sorry that you're fucking jealous. I don't know what the fuck is that. And Katie's like, Walk away, Raquel, walk away. Raquel gets up and she goes, I'm done. And Sandoval goes, Here's the issue. Is that like it seems to be the only perspective that matters in this whole situation is Katie's and yours? And Terry goes, I knew you were gonna say that. Oh man, I would love to know what Terry thinks of Tom Sandoval. Um, Peter Madrigal, sir manager, goes, Tom, are you just going to hide behind the plants? What's going on? And Schwartz's like, I'm not hiding. Like, 
Well, you know what it is? I'm just having like a really emotional moment. So I was having like a breather. Um, um, uh, so I was just having a breather, you know, like, cause I was, I was talking to Katie's mom. Oh, are they fighting? I had no clue. Um, Lisa, they have another shot of her sitting with Nicolaine. Ariana comes up to Lisa and goes, can I talk to you? And Lisa's like, yes, my dear girl, about what? And Ariana's like, I just want to go home. What's the matter? What's the matter? I just want to go home. And she's crying. I can't. I can't be here. And I love Katie and Raquel. And I just, and Lisa's like, I know. And Ariana's like, and all that yelling and stuff, I'm not, I'm not. And by the way, I just want to bring up that dingbat that I saw. I'd make a TikTok of also saying this is Ariana crying because she knows already all of this stuff. And it's like, no, dude, she had a fucking tough summer. This was literally the season finale. They all knew it. She is why she is friends with Raquel. She is friends with Katie doing the sandwich shop. This stuff can be fucking stressful. Okay. It just, it can. I'm sorry. I know you guys, some of you got a weird contingent of you guys want this to be so fake. It's wild. Lisa goes, it's been a long time coming. And Ariana goes, I know. And Lisa goes, and I don't like it when everybody's on Raquel's case, but I don't think Tom Schwartz hiding over there in the corner behind the plants is helping anything. And Ariana goes, yeah, watching the girls fight is like, he's guilty as Raquel is. They pan the camera to Schwartz standing in the garden bar with his hands in his mouth, actually whistling to himself now. Like, just wild. And Ariana goes, I know, I'm sorry, but I hate to feel like this. But it is so funny. It's like, once again, let the women fight, go hide. Lisa goes, but I listen, you've been through a lot with your dog and your grandmother this summer. And Ariana's like, it's so fucked up. And I'm trying to still show up for my friends and I feel like I can't. I know, I know, dear girl. Ariana, and her talking head goes, to be stuck in the middle constantly of my friends or my friend and my boyfriend and all of these things where I feel like I try to help. I feel like I try to give the best advice I can. I try to be there for everybody. I just literally feel like I'm being shredded apart from the inside. And Sandoval says, I just, I just, I'm still in the scene with Katie and Terry. I just would love for like one second. And Katie's crying now and goes, I'm done talking to you. Sandoval is for taking any accountability for doing anything wrong ever. Katie goes, stop talking about accountability. Tom is obsessed with other people's accountability, but not his own. Lala goes over to Katie and goes, grab your drink. We're going in the back. Christina Kelly goes, Sandoval, why don't you focus on your girlfriend who is clearly upset over there right now instead of focusing on Katie? Focus on that. That's your relationship right there. Christina Kelly, once again, knocks it out of the park. Why the fuck would this be your business to explain anything about Katie when your girl is having a breakdown right there and you know the shit you're going? This is exactly why you are in the situation you're at, because you didn't spend time with her. You weren't that shoulder to cry on. Maybe you were in the beginning, but somewhere along the line, you got lost, brother. Uh, Ariana's in Lisa's arm and Schwartz is like, what are they yelling about? And Peter's like, I don't know. They're yelling about something. Don't worry about it. Katie gets up to go. Unless you start treating me like a human, I'm done. And Sandoval's like, I do, I do. Katie leaves and walks past Schwartz with Raquel standing next to him. And I'm done with you. And Schwartz is like, why is she done with me? I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's cumulative, Schwartz. Uh, Raquel laughs and smirks like, ha, 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 which is really evil. Schwartz is like, I didn't do anything. And Peter's like, wow, that's weird. Lala now in the back of the restaurant goes, Raquel's snickering. She's a stupid. And Katie goes, who's she snickering with? And Lala goes, she's snickering with Tom because she's a stupid bitch. 
yeah, bitch. Katie turns towards them and Lala goes, look at me, look at me, Katie, Katie. Katie turns heel and walks back out through the kitchen. Lala follows her. Katie, Katie, Katie. Katie grabs Schwartz by the hand and pulls him away from Raquel. Who are you snickering with? Are you laughing with her? And Lala goes, no, 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 not this time. And Katie goes, you're laughing at me with her? And you're laughing at me with her? And Schwartz is like, no, she just came over. Like, I couldn't figure out what just happened. And Lala goes, Katie, you got to focus. He was not laughing. She was laughing. Lala Natalia goes, Katie is seeing red. All of the emotions that she's been feeling are coming out this very moment. This, like I told you, this is the big season finale. Katie heading outside. Uh, and by the way, this would have been a good season finale. Katie heads outside and goes, Tom, dark days for you, buddy. Schwartz follows her outside. Katie, Katie, what's going on? Like I was, did you notice all the plants? I was like watering plants and stuff. Like really like horticulture. It's like fascinating. Ariana's still crying in that scene with Lisa. She's like, I don't think I've ever processed anything. And Lisa's like, I know it's a lot. I've been through the same thing myself. You know that. And Lisa's like, it's okay. Outside in the Sur Alley. By the way, I mean, I've made this joke now plenty this week. There's literally just big cages of propane tanks in the back of the Sur Alley. It didn't used to be there. But remember just Dodie just flipping lit cigarettes? Like Lisa is just like, please. Somebody can somebody burn this place down, please. Oh, I wish I wish we had a pump alley. And Katie's like, listen, and Schwartz is like, I'm listening, I'm listening. Katie's like, my, my confidence, my self-worth has just been worn down. And Schwartz is like, in the same way, you did the same thing to me. And Katie's like, no, I didn't. Um, and Katie's like, you can't be any just any way with me. And Schwartz turns, is like, hey, Raquel. Because like, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> oh God. This is why like at the beginning, I thought it would have been Raquel's season. And like for a lot of episodes, it was. Even with, if Sandoval, had, she still would have looked like a dork. This was just too much. And Katie's like, no, no, you're not going to interrupt Raquel. We're in the middle of a conversation right now. You don't want me to touch you. I don't want you to touch me. Raquel, get the fuck away. Katie raises her voice. We're in the middle of a conversation. Go away. I truly don't think Raquel knows how to pick up social cues. I mean, there is something completely off, period. I'm not making fun of her on that. I make fun of her voice, but that's not, th there's something off. Schwartz is standing there just like shaking his head. Um, and that's when we get, boom, September, 2022, filming of Vanderpump Rules wrapped. Boom, then came, boom, the unimaginable. And Sandoval we see go, I really did not want to hurt you. And Ariana goes, I regret ever loving you. Boom. So we turn the cameras. Boom. Back on. Next week, Vanderpump Rules season finale. And this is where Juliana Carosa thought the show ended. But it didn't. We all have this final scene. And this is the continuation of this back alley sur scene. And um, Schwartz is like, Katie, don't push her. Don't push her. And Katie's like, we're in the middle of a conversation. Just go away. And Raquel's like, I just have one thing to say. And Katie goes, no, go away. I'll go away then. I just have one thing to say. I am an empathetic person. Is that your one thing to say? You're an empathetic person? Then like fucking leave this alone. That would be like empathetic, right? And Katie's like, no, you're not. And I see that you're hurt. You've displayed zero empathy, Raquel. You're hurt by the fact Schwartz made out with somebody. The fact that it was me hurts even more. And I'm sorry for hurting you. And Katie's like, okay. And she has like this that wonky emoji face of like, huh? It was not my intention. And Tom goes, it was not malicious. <laughs> and Katie goes, yeah, it was. No, it was not. No, it wasn't, Tom says. And Tom goes, we're buddies. What it like we're buddies? What it like? 
That's wild thing to say. Raquel is laughing. It was like, ha. Huh? This is where they're like laughing because they both know what's going on with Sandoval. And Tom goes, we had to fucking experiment because it was like a flirty thing. I'm like, yeah, you guys are all like, you know, Dr. Fauci's over there. Just experimenting. Just seeing if our little bits and pieces get together. You know, like, ooh, what's that little hole do? <laughs> what if I put a finger in there? Anyways, but it's not anything now. And I see that now. Oh, great. Glad you experimented. It's so backwards, you guys. And the fact that they, they can do this just straight face and try to make like, why are you listening to me, Katie? Katie's like, what? Um, Go away. In a talking head, Katie goes, okay, I gave you a shot. You blew it. I didn't, I don't, I don't give a fuck anymore. Take you and your six personalities and get the fuck out of here. But that six personalities comment, I think really there's, there's something there, you guys. And Raquel goes, I'm sorry. It's all I wanted to say. And Katie goes, we're in the middle of a conversation. And Tom goes, Katie, she's apologizing. Like this just like, just gross, man. You're like, you are standing up for this. Like, look, she's like being so good and apologizing. Katie walks away. Raquel finally says, okay, I'll go. And it's like, Katie's like, Jesus, go then. And he's like, Katie, it was a sincere apology. And Katie goes, you're so fucking irritating. And she walks inside. He's like, come back, come back. Oh, but by the way, this is their relationship right here. This is their toxicity right here. Is this come back, come back. Like him doing something completely horrible, her being completely broken by it, her kind of saying like really harsh things and then her leaving and like, no, come back, please come back. Like just leave each other, leave each other be. Like, you know? He's like, come back. But he's laughing. He's like, come back. She's like, it's done. It's and he's like, no, Katie, it's not done. And he's like, she wanted to apologize. And she's like, I don't need an apology from her, Tom. Well, why, why, why didn't you just say that? And she goes, I just did say the fact that you told me to shut up and to listen to her. She was trying to say, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear that from her. And Katie goes, Jesus, dude. And she walks inside, and Tom just sits on a bench. Like Forrest Gump, like a dumb Forrest Gump. And somebody like, well, Forrest Gump was pretty dumb, but I'm saying dumber. He sits on a bench and pulls out his phone. Like, what's he looking at? Like memes? He's looking at Sandoval goes, oh, dude, is she buying it, dude? We see a cake be brought up and out and everybody's singing happy birthday to Lisa. Uh, we see Katie's brother. Um, and Lisa does her big end of the season speech. Remember that speech she gave to Jax two seasons ago? Like, Jax, we all go through death and birth. And, uh. So this is big Lisa's big speech. I would say life has been very challenging. We can all agree. Where, where Schwartz would need him, Lisa says. And Katie's like, why do you need him? No one needs him. Because he's part of this equation. We see a shot of him on the bench again. Um... And Katie goes, I'm here. I'll be here. I've seen you all go through so much this year. And that's what life is. It throws shit at you. And it's not what it throws at us. It's how we deal with it. You know, you're all going out on your own. All of a sudden, Schwartz comes back in. Schwartz, where have you been? You should have been fighting the fight. I see, Lala, what you've been through. I see you know, uh, the way that, that you've struggled. It's been heartbreaking. I love you all. I really do. I see you, Peter, with your fat belly, as DJ James Kennedy calls it, you know. I see you, Tom, 
roided out with that horrific Mr. Monopoly mustache with your little silly band. I love you, Tom, I do. I see you, Nicolane, just a huge hunk of a man. I love you, Nicolane, I do. I see you, Raquel. Oh, Raquel, oh, Raquel. Oh, I literally have nothing to say to you. Wow. Anyways, uh, whose lemon is this? <laughs> no. Anyways, she goes, I love you all. I really do. And I, I want you to learn how to deal with your problems as you get older, you know? Lisa, they are old, man. Like they, 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 they got to learn now. Uh, we see a shot of Katie. Uh, we see a shot of Katie, Tom, Peter, Brett. It's very serious. And then dummy Raquel has like this weird smile on her face, smirking. She says, because each and every one of you has the, 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 the talent and the, the, the personality to go forward and solve all your problems. I'm always here for you, not because you work at the restaurant, because you don't, that's fake, but because of this journey that we're all been on this, which by the way, it's like a devil's pack. We're all in this devil's pack together and we've all done it. You know, we've gone there and that's why we feel so deeply and we all do love each other here, really. That's why it's all so intense, but don't let life get the better of you. I love each and every fucking one of you. Tom is crying. Sandoval wipes away a tear. Uh, we see Ken and Nick Elaine, and Ken's like, oh, I can't believe Tom Sandoval let Raquel. <laughs> um, and then she's like, none of you even eat cake. And then they all laugh. And uh, they're like, oh. <laughs> we see a shot of Katie smiling. We see a shot of Raquel looking weird. We see a shot of Tom and Ariana laughing. And then we see slow motion. Boom, boom, boom. Next time on the season finale of Vanderpump Rules. Anyways, wow, this was three hours and I still have part two to go. I'm, I, this was way too much, but I hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot to cover. Oh my God, I can't believe this is three hours. I'm so sorry. But at the same time, I hope you liked it. I really do. I put my heart into this. Uh, part two is coming right after this. So tune over there. But thank you guys so much. Hope you got some laughs out of this. What a dark, dark season. Once again, we'll do the reunion trailer over on part two. Who you guys. Okay, I love you. I just thought I lost that entire episode. So I'm so glad I didn't. Who uh, rate, rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You made it to Friday, you guys. You guys at the weekend. I always say uh, do something fun, eat something good, drink something great, hang out by yourself or with friends, tell people you love them, um, kiss somebody only with their permission. Don't cheat on anybody. That just seems obvious. Make sure you stock up on batteries and pins, and we will see you bright and early on Monday morning for all new week of shows. we got a great lineup of guests already. Plus on uh, the Patreon, I'll probably do another episode over there, okay? Bye, guys. I love you. Betches.